You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Today's guest is a uh, fellow Louisiana native comedian. Um, he is he is one of a kind. You can see him tonight at the La Jolla Comedy Store in San Diego uh, and touring all across America. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Normand. Uh, no. Going for it. Yeah, I just like having, I don't know what it is, man. This year, I, I, got, I, I started feeling like so uncomfortable sometimes that sometimes it gives me like a little bit of like a, I don't know if it almost makes me feel like I'm in a, like disguise almost. I do the same with sunglasses. Do I you? I feel better with sunglasses on. It's like a poker game. I don't want you to know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have this constant perception or this constant fear, something that everybody knows what I'm thinking, even though they don't. Me too. I just, that's why I can't look people in the eye, because I feel like they can see it in my head oh, yeah. in a weird... This is all gold, by the way. We're missing it. No, no we kidding. got it. We got it. Oh, shit. I blew it. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get a little closer. I'm a weirdo. No, these chairs are limited. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, this is nice, man. Good digs. Yeah, thanks, man. We've It's been a little over three years that we've been podcasting now. This is the new medium. This is changing the game, you know? It's interesting, huh? Yeah, New York is way behind. Yeah, wh- why is that? Do you feel like New York is behind in the podcast world? Well, we're such purist cunts, you know? Or we, we think we're cool and great, and it's all about the art. And then over here, you guys are like, well, I'd like to make some money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, we don't have any money. Look at Dave Attell. Dave Attell is brilliant comedian, funniest guy on the planet. He's walking around with a CVS bag yeah. and a black hoodie on. Yeah, somebody and, said he had graffiti on his back the last yeah, time I saw him. Yeah, he probably fell asleep at a train station. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe Rogan is, you know, driving 17 cars and uh, living in a, in a warehouse, you know. Yeah. you know, so Drinking space blood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we got we to gotta take a little note from you guys on that. Yeah, but do you, it's kind of picking up. You have a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tuesdays with Stories, baby. It's cooking, finally. And um, and I know people love um, Chris DiStefano and Giannis's podcast. They're killing it. Up. They're killing it. Um, Tim Dillon. We got, oh, he might have moved here, actually. He, he moved here? He moved oh, here. that fat homo. I know. Damn huh? it. Well, you got we got Schultz. Yeah, you got Schultz over there leading right. the charge All fashion. Right. Yeah. He's got that. That thing is so funny. Robert I know. Does. It kills. That guy is a marketing guru. 
He's wild, bro. He's such a sand Christian, isn't he? Doesn't he? When you look at him, he has a very... If you look at Andrew Schultz, where do you feel like he's from? I feel like he has the most ambiguous... Yeah. I don't know what ambiguous means, Jewy, but... Middle Eastern-y, or could be Italian, could be Russian. Yeah, you're right. And he's yeah. got the cheese stash, and that throws you off. Is his Uber driver? Is he a DJ? Yeah. Yeah. He would drive Uber Black, though. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, and he would know about all the cool nightclubs and shit. Yeah, he'd have he'd have some, probably some pussy in the trunk. <laughs> oh, trunk pussy—that's the so, best kind. Something would be in the trunk that was for sale if he were driving Uber Black. Right, right. Yes, like old VCRs or yeah. some shit or Blu-ray. How about he'd have Blu-ray? What what is Blu-ray? I've always heard about it. Is I, that the Uber Black of DVD? I think it is. I think it's just something else that they try to like really upsell people on. Because I don't think it really Blu-ray never really took off. Well, I worked at Blockbuster, not bragging, mm-hmm. and there was like the Blu-ray section was like, oh shit, look at this guy. It was like VIP. It was velvet roped and had bottle service over there. It yeah. was different, <laughs> but I never got it. Dude, yeah, I never, I never had Blu-ray. Actually, it scared me because it seemed like it wasn't gonna catch on yes yes exactly exactly that's why i never did it like bitcoin yeah i heard uh there was a sorry there was a huge uh fight in the beginning between hd dvds and blu-ray they were kind of like similar both better than regular dvds but blu-ray won because the porn industry adopted it oh Oh. porn is big Mm -hmm. porn is so powerful do you watch i try not to watch but i have watched probably within the last 11 hours same same yeah I had a blocker on my phone and it quit working. When I once the blocker worked on my phone, it worked for about two and a half years. You had a cock blocker. It, yeah, literally. Wow, <laughs> bro, it wiped it out of my. I, there was no. I can't access it on my computer, but on my phone I can. And uh, I, I need to get a new blocker. Yeah, but, but it's it changed tough. my game. When I got the phone blocker, I was off for months and months. Well, you know, porn is dangerous because if you don't watch it for five days and then you look at it again, you're like, whoa! It yeah. like it comes all back to you. Like this is amazing, but yeah. it, it's bad for you. It, yeah. it hits all the senses. It's too much. It's like ketchup. It's too dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you can see anal and Asians and Jews. Oh, it's tough. And are there? I don't know. Is there a Jew section on there? I don't know. There should be. There should be like uh, like Nazi porn. Yeah. There's every other kind of porn. There's racist porn. There is? That's a category. Racist porn? Yeah, and it's like, you know, oh, they got the Asian, they throw an egg rolls at her and shit. Oh. I mean, I, I didn't make that up. That's real. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like something you would just fabricate. <laughs> if it was, it'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, China has Nazi-themed bars. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, but it's not like we hate Jews. It's just they existed, and, you know, that's a theme. The China have do you, have you been over there to do stand up? I did some Shanghai and I saw the Great Wall and all that. Yeah, not a not a humorous people. Mm-mm. I mean, we're doing better now with the the Ali Wongs. Is she Chinese? Uh, oh boy, here we go. I'm, I'm Shane Gillising right now, but uh, yeah, yeah, she's Chinese enough, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something's up. Yeah. Ronnie Chang, he's got to be Chinese. He's got to be Chinese. If he's not Chinese, dude, then we quit. Yeah, he's if he's not Chinese, he's Russian. Oh, she's from Pacific Heights. She's from San Francisco. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. That's Chinatown. Yeah, that's the trolley. That's the trolley Chinese. They call them. She's very, very funny. Big fan of the Wong. Yeah. Um, oh, Kobe. So I, I went into Pornhub last night. I went into the search because I like the compilations. Mm-hmm. And Kobe Bryant was the first first thing that popped up. Wow. Isn't that wild? That means that's how people mourn. People want to get in there and see. Kobe Bryant pornography. You think, I guess was it women that look like Kobe, or is it is it men? Or is I didn't it... I didn't click on it, but I think it's uh, I think I guess ladies or gay guys are like I want to s- oh. fuck uh, or watch a Kobe like guy fuck. I'm sure there's a lot of men who are getting uh, 
like kind of lean gay men who are black men, tall men who yeah. are getting probably extra work right now yes. on the escort circuit. And yes, stuff. isn't that weird? Like yeah. this guy died, let's bring him in. Yeah, do you have a jersey? Come on over. You yeah, know? I wouldn't think like that. Uh uh-uh. You know, I liked uh, Ralphie May, but I'm not googling that. Although yeah. he's not sexy, but yeah, but I'm not gonna eat forty Tyson dinners <laughs> and jerk off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, in a bus, exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. And R.I.P. Ralphie May. That's so crazy. How it's so wild. How quickly someone goes from being here to being gone isn't it it's just so yeah 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 and it's an eye opener you kind of go shit i could go in any minute i got uh, family and then my friends and what if they go and yeah he had a lot more to do i feel like do you yeah that's the feeling and also and also that he just got done really working like yeah you know that whole stretch of like being a an athlete like even though it's glorified and stuff a lot of times and it's a popular job and people love seeing it it's also it's still a ton of work it's like oh yeah that man was work i mean he played in the oh, summer yeah. leagues he played on the olympic teams I and mean, that was working for 20 years totally totally and it's kind of why he crashed because he was he was doing so much that he couldn't sit in la traffic mm. so he had to get helicopters but i'm not a big nba guy but i watched his documentary and it blew my mind because mm. it, it relates to stand-up you can put a you know a parallel and uh, just hardworking, and one, there's a story of him. He went to basketball camp as a kid, and like three months of camp, didn't score one basket. Wow. Not one. And he said he felt like he let his dad down because his dad was a player. He let his uncle down, and then he just kept working and became the best. Yeah, I think that's one thing that, like, because I've never been a big Kobe fan. I was a big Jordan fan. Yeah. You know, Zion's got me back into the NBA, some with the Pels. You I know? like Zion, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. Um, but I, I always marveled at how, what, how he had people from around the world really gravitated towards him yeah yeah and i marveled at his work ethic it just seemed like there was nobody else like in the fourth quarter of games and stuff who was who it seemed like not only wanted the ball but it was was going to be able to handle it better than anybody yeah yeah and he was tough and scary and competitive but i feel like as he grew he got more uh gentle and and uh loving like he would shout out to the younger guys like yeah. you're doing great and we've all been you know when you start out in stand-up you're like who's this young cum guzzler coming up on my heels yeah. and then after a while you're like wait i'm good he's good why can't we all be good yeah and i'm gonna give him a nice tweet do you think like was there something that like like say when like a death like that happens is there something that you kind of think like like I, I, sometimes i wonder like where does it hit me like does it hit me that i'm like like uh, scared of like leaving scared of missing people like i wonder like what is it about like specifically about death that like you know really gets me the most well i think it's a couple things one it's it's just so final there's no like next try or let me redo and then right there's no more email there's not like another e you don't get another email nothing nothing you know you write a bad tweet you delete it you write another one this is it your your typos out there two you want to be you want to have put like a a little dent on the earth a little bit like have some videos some photos some change and he's got kids i know ah the whole thing sucks it should have been uh should have been curry is that no, curry you I'm think no i'm joking i'm joking it would have been too harsh i think if he if it would have been sam perkins you remember him from the sonics want to bring up oh, a picture wow. of sam perkins, pull, please? pull up perky yeah it's been a while he's Pacers one of the too. first extremely stoned players to play well but also, Kobe... He shot a three into the stands one time. No! Completely the wrong way, yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. He one of a kind. put to death for that. Oh, I was picturing a white guy. Sam Perkins. I don't remember him. Oh, yeah, one of a kind, dude. And he definitely... 
Oh, look at those corners he has in that. Yeah, it's sideways, like yeah, a diagonal corn. Yeah, like the kind of like the Asian corn, like when they planted on the mountain. <laughs> right, right. He played at North Carolina with Michael Jordan too. Wow. Ah. He was one of a kind. Um, so cool. Is there is there a lie? Sometimes I, you know what I sadly is when I think about dying, I don't want to have like lies out there that I've told. Oh that. yeah. Because everything's just at that point. It's like when you, it, it's all coming out. Yeah, oh yeah, that's it. And you can't fix anything, you have no control. And right. if you die like that, that's it. Yeah. That's how you're dead. You're fucked. Yeah, I used to think sometimes whenever, however you die, that that's how you like are in heaven. So like, ah. if you die like this, you know, yeah, then you gotta walk around like that, you know? Yeah, but isn't heaven supposed to be perfect and great and all that? Yeah, but I don't think they do like a lot of like chiropractic work up there. Yeah, they're so not doing like, Botox and shit. Yeah, they're not remodeling you before you get there. You show up, like if you got hit by a train, you know, you're that. But that means everybody in heaven's gonna be all <laughs> wacky probably. and shit-faced and weird and run flat from being run over or smushed. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I yeah. think it'll be great. You got a heroin Immediately, what happened to the guy? You know? <laughs> right, I guess. Oh, but... Damn, you got a bunch of dog bites on you. That's a tough way. <laughs> yeah, to, you got to a bullet hole it. right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you're gonna know immediately yeah. if people have that bullet hole. <laughs> like, dang, bro. Uh, some guys walk around with a spear. <laughs> He's 500 years old. Musket wound. Scurvy. Um, AIDS. Yeah, it's so scary, man. It's just so, and just I. There's no control. You have no control over it either. And when I got back to LA, I felt it. I really oh, felt yeah. it at the airport. It was like, oh man, like, you know, there's just so many Kobe fans. I know, there's I know. So many. And it's kind of nice that in this world of canceling and PC and all that, that he he got in trouble for whatever he did. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. And we can still mourn the guy. We don't have to sit there and go, well, actually, uh, it's like, shut up. Let us have this. The guy's dead. Enough with your bullshit. Right. You know? Well, yeah, and I think that it's one of the reminder. Yeah, it's like almost this. It's almost like this so necessary reminder for humanity that we all have so many mistakes. You yes, know? That, yes. Like, there's this. There's this weird like pressure, especially with social media, where it's this perfection that's not. Yeah, it's so unrealistic. I know. Like in the '90s, it was hey, nobody's perfect, and now it's hey, if you're not perfect, we'll figure it out and kill you. Yeah, and then it annoys me. And I don't want to get too queefy on here, but these douches on Twitter that just shit on you. You're homophobe, you're racist, you suck, you blah, blah, blah. And then a guy kills himself and they go, hey, if you're feeling sad, reach out. What are you doing about it? It's like, you did this. <laughs> you're the you're the piece of shit. You're the yeah. poison out here. You're ruining us. Stop yelling at me, you fucking whore. Yeah. Ah, drives me crazy. Joe, I was listening to Rogan last night at the Comedy Store and honestly, like he has some new material that's some of the, no joke, some of the best stuff I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah? Wow. Uh, it's just so good, man. And it's, it's it's exactly about like that kind of stuff to cancel culture and this the level like how just it's some people that are doing all of this damage yes, the loud voices yeah. yeah yeah and then what's weird is when you know you see these people on Twitter going oh shut up cancel culture's not a thing get over yourself and you're like well I mean it's we're talking about it right now therefore it probably exists I, yeah. I don't remember hearing this term ten years ago right so it's obviously there people are getting fired and you know killing themselves and shit so something's up. Well, it's weird. It's like if you, well, like it's funny because even like with Ari Shafir, you know, with Ari's tweet and Ari's, yes. uh, you know, and it just came up on TMZ. I just saw somebody sent me a link. Um, I don't know. Something just happened today with it. But um, I, it was like, oh, wow, this guy is, you know, Ari is getting, can he's like he's getting canceled in the in the sense of like, 
I think a lot of people who maybe didn't even know about him, yeah, 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 are now just they hear his name and that it, he's that it's no good, that he's no right, good. right. You get a stigma, you're yeah. done, kind of. I think a lot of his fans who were his fans for his dark edge yes. style and his like totally graveyard sort of Alfred Hitchcock um, kind of you know his ambiance, yeah, and drug yeah. ambiance, his shtick. Or there, they they are probably they love it. They have to be accepting of it at least if they know that that's what he's into. Yes, yes. Um, what was that? What was uh? There was a we had a video question one of our listeners sent in about this. Okay. Uh oh. Hey guys, hey Theo, hi Mark, love you guys both. This is Ivan. Uh, hey from hey. Paso, Texas. Um, hey Ivan. Huge Tuesday. Uh, ah, by the that's way. my pod. And um. Was just wondering what Mark thought about the Kobe video that Ari Shafir did. Um, I know Theo Vaughn said in his podcast that it was just a whole mess of a situation that, you know, children died. It, you know, that there is free speech, but to expect, you know, the, the wrath and um, consequences that will come from that. And I was just wondering what Mark thought, since I know they're both uh, good friends. And I know like Ari, Mark likes to push the envelope too on his comedy. And oh, he is a real mailman. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> was it funny? Maybe should it have just been a Twitter draft? I don't know. Let me let me know what you guys think. And please come to El Paso. Uh, I the border loves you. I think the border loves you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love right. the honesty. You guys both take yeah. care. Gang, 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 Ivan. There Thank you, you brother. That's a good. It's nice that he listens to both of our podcasts. That it? is nice. Yeah, pods are big, but if you really want to know my Ari thing, I, I just think uh, who gives a fuck? He's he's a he's a dirt bag. This is his thing. He's a friend of mine. This is he's always done this, and for some reason, this Kobe one really hit home with people. And so he just he's always made these kind of jokes when someone dies, but for some reason, this one is sticking. Yeah, and I don't give a shit. You know, he he's not a bad guy. That's the thing about Ari. He gives back. He gives so much, but people just know him as this. You know, friend dosing, uh, Kobe joke making guy. Well, a lot of people are will. Ju- that's the thing about some of the cancel culture stuff. It's like you, you get introduced to people for the first time I know. only as a bad guy. Yes, and I don't want to say any names, but somebody gave out his address. Oh wow! And it's a person we know, and oh, you want to wow. be like, "Hey, Dickless, what are you doing? Like, you you're a com- You know what he's doing? Stop yeah. trying to get on other people's side by. I know you're angry, but like. Also, you're introducing people to Ari's joke. So you're actually spreading it more. You think it's so evil. Why would you want more people to see it? Yeah. You know, and, and it's just so backwards. And giving out his address is basically what he's doing to Kobe. Mm. So now you're just doing the thing he's doing. So you're just as guilty and just as big of a piece of shit or maybe more. Because at least Ari was trying to be humorous. Yeah. I mean, he's a horrible comedian, so he's not <laughs> going to be funny. But at least he was trying. He doesn't. He's not hurting anybody. The guy's right. dead. But the other guy giving out the address, that could actually... Cause violence. Yeah. What if somebody shows up over there? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then we should tweet out your fucking address. How about that? Yeah. And then when does it end? Yeah. Yeah. You fucking chooch. Yeah. It's so funny because Ari is a nice. Like Ari's let me stay at his place. I didn't even know Ari very well. Yes. He let me stay there for two weeks when I was in needed a place to stay in New York. I mean, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. It's he's a, a nice giver. thing. Stay in. You know, you can stay in my place. I don't even think he charged me any. You know, didn't even make me pay anything. I mean, right. Um, what do you think about the dosing with Bert? Because that really. A lot of people were on the fence on on the big heeb, and then that just pushed him over into the into Mexico. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know enough about the dosing, but I just think as far as like surprising somebody with some drugs, I think that's kind of sometimes I'm like, is that some of the world that they all live in? Though? Ah, you know, interesting. like um, I don't know what their previous history with it is. If they're like you know slipping in, you know, ru- you know, uh, you know, sprinkling some. 
you know, some of that fucking brain glitter, some PCP. You know, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how much they're secretly hiding acid in each other's asses. Right, you know, like, right. like when I was growing up, they had a thing vajipping for a while. Girls would put uh, LSD in their vagina. What? Yeah. And go hard. Yeah. A dick trip. Your dick will go in and, and get all Burning Man. Well, that was the thing, yeah. It Whoa. was like the girl was tripping, then you get in there and get some of the trip. And Whoa. so it was this real... I don't mind a trip, but I don't want it through my dick hole. That's, that's a weird suppose. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild... Yeah, that's a wild that, entrance. Bro. That's a front suppository. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell. Uh, There's Nick. Yeah. Big Nick's a creeper. Well, he's a premature baby, dude, so he's making up for lost time. Oh, are you man. a preemie? Oh, yeah. Well, you came out good. He, that's what I'm saying, man. Why? A lot of these guys are going 36, and Nick got out early, bro. Nick is a hard worker. Oh, yeah. I was like a C-sex. Really? Oh, yeah. I came out through the fucking roof. Oh, wow. Or I guess maybe the, the moon roof or <laughs> I like something. That, I didn't come out through I the door. I see that. I could see you being like, I don't know, you know, yeah. is this the best thoroughfare? Right. Let me see what else is going on And here. you've all touched your mom's vag. I haven't touched, well, maybe you've touched my mom's. She's a big slut. But uh, I haven't touched my mom's vagina, which feels pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, I guess I could see that. Uh -huh. Yeah, there is always a weird element. I think sometimes when I look at my mom and she and I both know what I did. Yeah, yeah. You ruined her labia yeah. for a while. They Why? say it goes back. Yeah, I hear it's never exactly the same, but that's my buddy said that. Ooh, well, maybe he had a big kid or something. Yeah, he said that. Because we've all banged some MILFs, and it didn't feel that different. Yeah, I don't have any feelings in, in my penis at all, I don't feel like. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on. I don't think so. I mean, it, all so many of the nerves are in my brain that uh -huh. it's so, it's like if I think hard enough, I can feel something, but otherwise it's kind of like... Uh, Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I'm just not. I mean, yeah, like you're I, not very sensitive downtown. I don't think so. I don't. What? I, you're I, not jizzing all over? No, nah, nah, really? Dude, what? Oh, I put it in. I'm done. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, and don't worry. I got the brain stuff too. I'm going. I hate yeah. myself. I'm tiny. I'm gay. All this shit. But yeah. I yeah. don't have the. Uh, oh, you got the band back together. Huh? Oh like. yeah. Oh yeah. My dick's like a like a girl at seeing the Notebook. It's just weeping. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Bro, the first time I ever had sex, I remember getting right up, like, literally, my penis was right outside of this girl's um, vagina. Yes. And it just, like, sneezed ejaculate, you know, <laughs> just like like it was so nervous or something. Yeah, like. yeah. So it hit the out, so it, it, it pressure washed. Oh, definitely. And oh, it was wow. like, uh, it was almost like my penis was like, I'm too sick to handle this. And just vomited outside of this girl's <laughs> yeah. uh, entryway, you know. You puked at the table. You didn't <laughs> yeah. even get to the buffet. Oh, I didn't even get there. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. You golden corralled it. And we were so ready. Everybody was so ready. Oh. So then I had to pretend like I was so ready, bro. And that was crazy because I had to like, oh, hold on. I don't want to just do this. I yeah. had to like make up this long story. Right. And then... um. I finally just got honest with her, and and she smelled like cigarettes as well. But mm. I honest, I, then I got honest with her, and I said, "Look, I already, I'm done." Yeah, blue. I'm done. Well, condom? No condom. Oh, oh, so she didn't she didn't feel the big splooge of mayo? She might have. She I think I think she was kind of being nice because it kind of uh, happened, you know, out like, like right a, in the hallway. Right, know, I got gotcha. in the foyer. Ah, yes, you're in the lobby. Yeah. Damn, a lobby. Splooge. I was in the lobby. <laughs> Killer. Thanks, man. So I got to say, uh, I've known you for 38 years now, and uh, you're, you're really getting more comfortable as you. The more, every year that goes by, you're getting more um, at one with yourself. Well, thanks, man. And it, it's it's inspiring. 
Thanks, bro. Because, you know, in the beginning of comedy, we all kind of pretend like we're cool and we're not nervous and we don't give a fuck, but we're freaking out the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know? But now I feel like you're uh, owning you, which is very healthy. Thanks, man. I'm trying to do better at it. Uh, It's definitely, yeah, it's been something, you know, like I've been on that path of like, or not a path, but, you know, I got sober a couple years ago and got into that world. And so that kind of stuff made me start to like, I don't know, it's it's definitely helped me with trying not to be so... Like, I used to be so much more angry. I'm still kind of edgy about business and stuff. Makes oh, yeah. Me scared. Same here. But, um, because I don't know anything about it. I feel like they're they're taking advantage of me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But I used to be on stage and always, I felt like I had this thing to, like, I had to prove or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been interesting, man. But, but that's interesting about learning as we grow and growing into our voice. Like, when I watched you on, uh, on Joe Rogan, I was like, oh my God, dude, this guy is like such a, just one, just like some. I can't even tell what area you're from. Nah, well, like, I was, I was nervous. Don't get me wrong. Oh, dude, totally right. Yeah, you I'm, were. Oh my god, you, you couldn't tell. You were cool as a cue. I was fucking so nervous. Well, dude. I think you channeled the nerves into you, into like just you on steroids. It like just, you popped. You did too. I mean, it seemed like a lot of people. Uh, oh, you, the response was great from you being on. There. I had a good response, but uh, you know, I, I still I got a ways to go. I feel like you've honed a thing, and I'm yeah. still I'm still in the path of honing. I think, but I think you're such a. But I think one of the thing that we start to realize is that yeah, we're already kind of maybe where we need to be in some ways. Because mm. I mean, I think you're such a unique. I, I mean, there's just nobody who who who's who has the same. It's not only the jokes, but it's also you kind of your ambiance meeting up with this mm. this uncomfortable, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah, I, I know, feel like we're blowing each it's other. It's so relatable, man. Really? I feel like I'm so weird and I uh, different. So. I don't know. It's all very strange, and we don't know what we're doing. But the journey is the fun part. We've got to stop and realize that. You know, yeah. we're we're, we're we're going to be 88 one day. We're going to be like Mel Brooks and fucking Carl Reiner going, those were great times. I wish we had stopped and soaked it in a little. Do you think as comics it's hard to enjoy stuff, though? Oh, completely. You're just worried about the next thing. You're always thinking about the future. When's my next gig? What's this? Does this guy hate me? I got I to gotta make up with him. That girl's uh, yelling at me. I got to work on that. But just think, like, remember back at Lucy's? Yeah. We were on the fucking... Yeah, we did Lucy's. Yeah, that's a bar in New Orleans that had an upstairs show. And yeah. And that was a great room for a great show. Great room. Great room. But I didn't know what was going on. Uh-uh. I knew you had done some stuff, so that was exciting. But now you're in, I'm in your studio in fucking L.A., yeah, we're both That's here. It's quite a a roller coaster of anal. Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Who's I mean, Nick's here. He's yeah. a preemie. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky to be alive, you yeah. fucking water baby. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you, though. I'm glad your mom didn't get an abortion. Yeah, that's true, huh? She thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she had some it. encouragement. She was supposed to stop having kids. She's schizophrenic. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh, it's all good. Make all the jokes you want. Is she single? <laughs> yeah. All right. I love a crazy broad. Yeah. Mark will date one of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. New Orleans, that was so wild coming up in that time. I guess New Orleans, I don't know. I felt like you guys had like such a close-knit group there, and mm. I didn't really kind of fit in, but I, but I, but I did start doing comedy 
it, there in Lucy's and uh in Brown that that little bar that was downstairs next door across the street. Oh or yeah, originally just had a, a sign on the stage that said Brown on it. Yeah, for some reason. what was that? It was like a Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guys like we didn't make any money tonight. You need to staff him buy drinks. And it's what he told me one. Oh night. shit! So I had about like nineteen drinks. Dude. Yeah. I drank two of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just sitting there with literally seventeen drinks. <laughs> yeah, you had to pay to perform when you when you were new. Yeah, because you were like you were in the way. Like they're like you're lucky we're letting you do this here give yeah, us money there was no scene really no no there barely is now but it's better but yeah, yeah. stand up it didn't even seem like a, a way to make a living it was just like let me try this it, it's something to do because all we did was drink yeah and try to get laid and drive around drunk and you know do blow or whatever but like stand up was just it felt like let me try this thing i got nothing going on yeah yeah girls don't like me maybe this will be some way yeah. into women and yeah, and then my friend's like, I'm moving to New York. And I said, well, I got nothing else going on. It almost kind of helped being desperate and worthless and a loser. Yeah. Because you had nothing attached to you. And you're like, fuck it, I'll go to New York City. What's the difference? Yeah, I could go up there to stay. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, what other reason? Yeah, it's like you almost have to be at this low space in yourself. Yes, Because you're yes. like, oh, I'll take anything. Right, 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 right. Because moving to New York, I don't know. Oh, that was so scary. I didn't do that. You didn't do I that. I moved to L.A. Aha. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, New York, I got mugged three times in a year. You know, you're so poor. You're so worthless. And you don't know the city. And it's before smartphones. And wow. my landlord died of AIDS. I got bed bugs. I mean, the whole thing was bananas. Damn. Yeah, yeah. But you're just so young and drunk the whole time. You're like, man, this is life. Yeah, I'm an adult. Yeah. Bro, you guys, I feel like now that's a different side where I think I would understand you guys holding on to the culture more of comedy, like the, the, uh, you know, the sort of British regalia of it uh-huh, all. Right. Because you guys really go through it there in New York. Like you're sleeping on top of, you know, you're yeah. sleeping on a fat guy's back for $20 a night. You know, sure. you guys are really. Whereas in LA, it's like you can, even if you're in the park here, it's nice. Yeah, that's right. The weather, I, dude, I gotta tell you, I, I'm pitching these shows that'll never get sold, and I'm at the Fox lot, mm-hmm. and I, you, you walk in, it's a big parking lot, it's a beautiful day, there's this open air courtyard, all these girls have their shoes kicked off, they got yeah. their feet up on the table, they're, they're smoking vape pens, they're drinking a coffee, they got the sunglasses on. I'm like, you don't know what you got! This is amazing! You don't appreciate any of, any of it! This is your job? <laughs> you're getting paid probably like 100 grand a year working yeah. at, at TV, you're in show business, you got your shoes off at work! Yeah. yeah. You're living it. Living it, and they don't even know. They're like, uh, Uber Eats is taking a while. And you're like, shut up, cunt. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're living the dream. Yeah. What are you, crazy? You got a Tesla. Yeah. yeah. I have a moped. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it blows my mind. But that, that's L.A. I mean, I get it. I, I'm an idiot. I'm the weirdo. I should have moved here because. But would you have? But you couldn't have done it different. Nah, you're right. You're right. You got to go. Not in a bad way. It's just like you, you just couldn't have done it different. Like you couldn't have gotten. You got to go with your gut. Like, you got to be in New York. I mean, you got to be in, like, it had to be as you're growing over there and as you're getting more opportunities, you're like, holy shit. Like, because in LA, it's like you see people that are, that, have a different type of talent than you. You yes. see people that aren't ready, that don't have, that a lot of times do not have some talent. Sure. And you see them get huge opportunities. Right. You know, and it and and everybody kind of backs it up. There's more of this PR kind of bullshit yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. LA almost feels like a high school extended yeah. you know it's like cool clothes cool cars cool guy sneakers uh He's alpha gr- yeah. he, he, he wins he wins yeah right. yeah we're in new york it's it feels more like oh that was a clever take on that joke and it was it feels more arty a little bit mm-hmm. like a little more intellectually like like david tell as i mentioned he looks like a hobo right but he's this brilliant guy oh, you best. know 
He's a le- yeah yeah. You always have somebody like that in yeah. the building that makes you check that checks the, all the levels. Yes, it's like even if he's not personally doing it, it's just him being there. Right. There's a ceiling as to what's going on. Yeah, but then you go to the comedy store. and I'm in the main room, green room, and you're like, look at all these sexy dudes. You know, like Brendan Schaub's a fucking chiseled fat. Bitch, yeah, like he's oh, got yeah. the slick hair, the cool shoes, he's got a chain on. I'm like, I would never even think to put on a chain. Oh, he's the white part of bacon. Yeah, I yes! always call him the white part of bacon. Still <laughs> good, killer. but damn boy, yeah, yeah, a little thick and not good for you. Yeah, he's a thick crust, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's got right. the cheese in there too. Oh yeah, dude. you know, you stretch it and it, it pulls. But oh, yeah, uh, it's like dang, how much cheese? I know, here? I know. But he's like seven foot one. He's got a huge piece and oh, a fat yeah. ass. It's he crazy. He only has one leg, dude. His other that it's a it's a fucking penis with a knee on. It. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's got a bendy dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. he's got ligaments. Oh, dude, yeah, he can stand on his dick. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a kickstand, a dick stand. You know what's amazing about Brendan Man and uh, because he and I do the King of the Sting podcast, mm-hmm. and it's like he's like. To go from football, right, to fighting, mm-hmm. which you would never even imagine if you talked to him that he was a UFC fighter, I feel like. I know. He's so sweet. Yeah. It's like he he's, he's like he's kind of like that American dream in a weird way of like that if you work hard, um, you can get you can make things happen, you know? Yeah. Like he never stops working. Right. You know? It's think- crazy. He works so hard, bro. It's crazy. Like he's he's up in the morning, he's on that bike, he's yeah. got his family, he's flying to Columbus this weekend, he's coming right. back, he's doing this podcast, he's doing that, and he keeps a good attitude about yes. it the whole time. Positivity is very underrated. Yeah. Yeah, he's very positive. He looks good the whole time. He's always smiling. You never see him like, ah, fuck this shit. You yeah. know? And you're right, he does work and And that and that that vibe that he has, that's one of the things that I think a younger generation with uh-huh. comedy uh-huh. that they attract to more because they don't they don't have this kind of left uh, like this to them it's all like about it's more fun, fun. yes let's well, have fun it doesn't matter who we are what's going on let's have a good time and that's what he has yeah whereas some of the old some of the others are we're like oh man you know yeah yeah somebody you know some i have these this doldrum inside of me and yes. that's what keeps me going not to mention people watch the news all day it's nothing but shootings and death and politics and trump and all this shit coming at you see when you see this fun loving happy go lucky guy yeah. you're like all right it's like ah oh, i feel a little better like i can breathe a little then you know because some guys you watch like bill burr and it's just like dude i fucking kill you your mom's a cunt and your dad's yeah. gay and all and you're like all right all right all right <laughs> yeah, you see, you're like yeah i did it i did it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly don't hurt me uh you feel like he's gonna give you a wedgie yeah and then you see shab and you're like all right it's like a it's like a golden retriever oh yeah he's kind of like a chewbacca ah yes that broke into like a claire's boutique and will not leave dude. Right, <laughs> no matter right. what bro <laughs> yeah. he said we're, we're open 24 hours a day now yeah <laughs> like, if a chewbacca <laughs> ran through a, a armani exchange yeah, yeah. and shit stuck to him yeah he's a he's a cool dude i texted with him today he's a good egg <laughs> he is a good egg man. And then he, like i did his podcast once and this this is the the complete contrast of new york i pull in it's a sunny day he pulls in red ferrari i see one fucking giant shoe of an air jordan hit the concrete i'm like oh who's this tom cruise you know and it's fucking him like you're a comic what's going on but it's a it's a different era yeah they they yeah he's in that 
I don't know. They just, I wish sometimes that I had like the clothing confidence of like yeah. Pam and Delee and those I guys. I know, they're so sexy. God, I'm just like, does this fit? This has never fit. That's the only thing I ever think when I put something on. Yeah, maybe like we went to public school. Yeah. I got, I have, every time I'm in a dressing room at like a gap, I put something on, like a jean jacket, and I go, hey, this looks pretty good. And all I hear is eight friends going, what the fuck do you think you're doing? You <laughs> yeah. think you can pull that off, you fucking loser, you piece of shit, or you kill yourself? And I'm like, yeah. all right, there we go. That was a fun moment. And you put that shit right back on the hanger. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's brutal. Most of my stuff is going out into the, like, once you go out to the other mirrors outside of your room. Yes, yes. And asking people if I'm a medium or a large, and then just fucking, <laughs> I start sweating so bad. Yes. And then I go home. Yeah, in your home mirror, you're killing. You're like John Travolta. Oh, you know, yeah. you got your hair, the, air, the fucking blow dryer going, and then when you get outside, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. This is this is wrong. This is never, this has never worked. But if you owned it, people would believe it. But it's, it's yes. you. It's in you. That's true. The thing that doesn't fit is in me, man. The yes. medium and the large, that's all in there. The it's extra small, there. that's all going on inside of me, man. Right. Whether it's a turtleneck or a fucking sheepskin uh, vest, you know, it's exactly. all inside of me. And then that's why, like, ladies will gravitate to some, like, ill-dressed, yeah. ill-fitting weirdo because they're like, he owns it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. You just got to just gotta oh, make it your own. Yeah. That guy's a tire jack as a hat, but he owns it. He owns like, it, baby. Uh, that yeah. guy's got a yarmulke on. Gross. But he owns <laughs> yeah, it. but he owns it, Yeah. Dude. That hair wallet, that's what I used to call it. <laughs> um, do, uh, what did you like? Did you like growing up in New Orleans? Because you had a uh, wild. It was tough. Because I, I grew up outside of there. A lot of times people, you know, would be like, oh, you and Mark Norman know each other. Right. And I know Mark. And I know, like, you know, I remember different guys from there. Wild Bill. That, um, yeah, oh, yeah. Bill Dykes. Yeah, Bill Dykes. Um, who else was Sean there? Patton. Scotland Green was oh, over yeah, there. Oh, yeah. Scotland. He's funny. Yeah, really neat guy. I haven't seen him. I know, you, I know you've seen him in New York over the yeah. years. Um, and then. Remember Patton? Remember there was Neil Stanley? Oh, yeah, of course. Patton. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Patton. Uh, D- Fouché, Dane Fouché. Oh, Dane Fouché. Yeah, with he the was beard. Funny. He yeah. was funny, yeah. And he was so nice, too. Yeah, that was back when, like, if you were doing comedy back then, you loved comedy. Because now it's kind of hip and it's a fad and everybody's like, oh, for my New Year's resolution, I'll do stand-up. You're like, ah, get out of here, yeah. you chooch, you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. But we had we had to do it. It was like in us, you know? Right. And we weren't yeah. making any money. But yeah, those guys all, I looked up to all you guys because you guys were a little older. You, you'd been on stage a few times and I didn't even know how to pull the mic out. Like you forget, that's all, you have to learn all that shit. Yeah. You know, and I saw you, you were so cool and collected up there. Oh, it's so funny. I I think I had like. I remember your bit still. Uh, aren't we all under the weather? Yeah. Like the old dad. I remember all of them. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to write a joke, so I would just study. And like, oh, that's what you do. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. And then I would go up there and bomb. I don't think you bombed, do you? Oh, boy, did I. I bombed for four years. I mean, yeah. I had a couple, like, out yeah, of a you 10 had some set, good, get you know, you chuckle, had some good stuff. It was obvious that you were into it, though. I was into it. I was hooked. Yeah. Because I had nothing going on. And, I'm, I, and I was jealous. I thought you were, like, this Jewish kid. And I was like, oh, man, look at this. Another young Jew going to sneak over there to New York <laughs> and make it happen. You know, yeah. through some kind of nepotism or just right. Jewish magic. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I you got, weren't. That Yiddish dust, yeah, of sprinkling. Bro. But you no, got, you're probably quarter yid. You might have hidden yid. I got a little, yidden. little something in me. Crouching tiger, yidden mark. I think. Yeah, I got no foreskin. That's for sure. Oh damn. Yeah. So that part of me is a little Jewy, but uh, I, I, I wish I'm a big fan of the of the Jews. I, I love a, a Semite. Yeah. But well, the know. funny thing is about like a lot of Jewish people. It's like, oh, they act like they're so good at everything, mm-hmm. and then they are. Mm. That's the funny thing sometimes. I think that's why people hate them. You got to realize there's 6% of the country 
And they're killing everything. They got the media, the banks, lawyers, doctors, accounting, all that shit. It's all Jews. Yeah. Six uh, percent. But then also there's a dark side of having a Jewish buddy of one spoon of bad yogurt and you don't see him for, you know, two oh, months. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. You give one of them an avocado, he's going to break out into a reaction. <laughs> yeah. It's true. They got the allergies real bad. Yeah. Yeah. You give him fucking half of a mango and he breaks out into Christianity, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, And exactly. then you just got some sand Christian wandering around right. with you. Not you to know? mention ISIS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's weird because Jerusalem, it's all these swarthy, tan, dark-haired, sexy beasts. And then you go to Brooklyn at some guy at a diner going, oh, if this says dairy in it, I'll kill myself or whatever. So it's a weird uh, contradiction. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a different, the American Jew is different, I think, than the, uh, yes. than the OJs. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. It's a OJ. The original Jews over there. Oh, oh, I see. Or Israel, people from Israel. Got it, got it, got it, got it. The home, the home team. But we didn't have, we didn't, when I was growing up, we didn't have any Jewish people around us. My mom dated a Jewish black guy for a little what? while named Zolly. A yeah. Sammy Dave. Yeah, Zolly Richburg. Zolly um, Richburg? Yeah. Wow. Took me to my first Saints game, or gave me, he got his tickets to go to our first Saints game. But. There you go. But yeah, we just didn't. They didn't have a lot of that around. They didn't have a lot of that, uh, at least not in Covington. They did. Yeah. Well, I grew up in uh, Treme, and I went to De La Salle for high school. Oh wow! My the public schools are getting a little rough. Yeah. So my dad's like, "You're going to private school." Uh, was that men's De La Salle? No, it was co-ed. Thank God. I think my I think this girl Talia that I used to date. Once yes. Time, I remember. Oh, dude, I was in love with her. That worked. I was at, uh, so impressed that you pulled that. Yeah, she was a beautiful girl, man. Beautiful. She still is beautiful. Still, what is she doing now? I'd love to get a look she, at her. Uh, I she saw was, her a couple uh, months ago, ooh. or a couple like a year ago. Still humdinger. Beautiful. Yeah, humdinger. I mean, that was back when like there's no hot girls in New Orleans. I'm sorry, I grew up there. There's Dang. like six. It's like the Britain of uh, yes, of yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, they got some rough gumbo mug. It's dumb, oh, something's damn, up dude. down there. Well, it's just a lot of heat in the food, man, and it comes yeah. out through the skin. It comes out through the pores through the back. That's right. That's right. It's a lot of blotchy, sweaty, fat skanks down there. Oh and uh, I mean, I, I love the people. I'm just saying, you're not going right. to find a, a Miss New Orleans. Right. You can't have a lady that's had 9,000 oysters and she's clocking in visually. Right. Well. Right. She looks like a crawdad <laughs> at that point, you know? Yeah. Heavy on the crawl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 She's a real boudin mug. Damn, so, yeah. A lot of. Yeah. There's like two and they all leave. You know, they go to fucking Houston or something. I don't know well, where she, they go. And she worked at that place, Lucy's. But uh, she did. Yeah, she worked oh, wow. there. That's how I met her. Wow. She was smoking, man. Like, she was a humdinger. Yeah, she was a humdinger, man. I wonder what she's Yeah, she was now. a nice girl. She was really cool. I, we still communicate once in a while. She got engaged, I think. Oh, good for her. Yep, good for she her. She got engaged and uh, cool family and stuff. Um, what were we talking about? I Sorry, remember, I dude, I off. stayed at her house for a while, and I used to have this nervous condition. I would urinate in the sink, right? Ah. And, uh, like, and, on purpose. Like, you would put your dick in the sink and pee. It wouldn't go all the way in, but yeah, I would get up there. Okay, okay. And um, just trying to visualize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go in there, and when I was staying at her folks' house, that's how they the they busted me because oh, the cats. Oh no! And this is why I have issues with cats, man. Because the cats would get over, and they would start peeing in the sink and mm. stuff to combat somebody else being in the neighborhood. Oh, a little know? territorial. Yeah. Ah. And shit. so they're like, and they cornered me one time at breakfast, like you peeing in the sink, dude. <laughs> Well, how did they know? Because of the cats, man. But how did what, the cats aren't? Because I was the only on rare. You. I was the rare. Ele- I was the the unique the, the element outsider. To this. Yes, you're the variable. Yes, interesting. Like, why would the cats be peeing in the sink? Because something's peeing in the sink. Wow, that's pretty good detective. I wouldn't. I would have just been like these fucking cats are ruining yeah. my sink. I would. Terrytown, to shout out Terrytown detectives, bro. <laughs> and, uh, TT. <laughs> yeah, dude. Terrytown's a good place to get Nikes and murdered. I feel <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was one gated community, but outside of it, it was hell. It was very ungated. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um. Wow. Yeah, I used to wet the bed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, dude. It's one of the ways I totally relate to you. I wet the bed forever. Is man. that right? Oh man. Oh shit. That that'll give a guy some character. I'll tell you that because you know. You got to deal with it. You're like seven at a friend's house. They're all oh. snoozing. It's four in the morning. You go, all right, I got to figure out. I got to have a game plan yes. here. I learned I gotta how to have a game plan. Yeah. It makes you so sneaky. Yes, yes. And it makes you realize, like, hey, this shit ain't fair, but let's do something about it. You know, you can't just sit here and go, oh, what do I do? You know, yeah. you got to start. I learned how to use a washer dryer. I remember reading yep. the instructions inside the dryer door, <laughs> going, oh, okay, all right, you know, and uh, flipping sheets, flipping mattresses. I had one time I peed the bed at my friend's house and I was just covered. Covered in piss. All, I slept in my clothes, covered in piss. I didn't have any extra clothes, so I had to go to summer camp with him the next day, covered in piss, oh. wet the whole day. And I finally dried around lunchtime. Yeah, but I just had to just not let anybody touch me, and I smelled like whiz. And and you brutal. knew older people knew you smelled oh, like whiz. That's yeah. the crazy thing. They knew YMCA summer camp. Like you want me to play kickball, dude? I'm fucking. Yeah, I'm soaking wet. I'm like a tie dye here, but it's all whiz. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a rough dude, time. That was the worst. Waking up at night at a friend's house because you were already so scared scared to stay at a friend's. You yes. were so scared to go to sleep because yes. the only thing I could think of every night if I go to sleep, am I going to wet the bed? Exactly. And then how's it going to make me feel about myself? It's going to be bad. And then you wake up at a friend's and it's literally like the worst game show you've ever been on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you exactly. you have to figure out how to dry the sheets. Yep. Dude, I remember having a lamp one time in somebody's room and I snuck over with the sheet and I just set it over the uh, lamp. To dry it. To dry where the heat was coming out of the top of the lamp and I would move it over just a little at a time oh. in that space and I could smell the urine yes. burning off. Oh, uh, it's, it's like fucking Survivor. You yes. got to like figure it out it's naked and afraid, except you're wet and <laughs> you afraid. Are. Yeah. And you don't want their mom to wake up, even though some of the people's moms probably would have been cool. Yeah, of course. You just didn't want your buddy really to know. That was yes. the toughest part. I remember one time I went to bed. It was like a big sleepover. My friend had this big house. It was like eight of us. And I woke up and all eight friends were around me standing, looking down at me with the mom. And I went, huh? I looked down. I'm covered in pee. And they're all staring oh. at me. And one of my friends goes, why do you do that? And it oh. just crushed me. You know, when you're like nine, you're like, yeah. I don't know. Stop looking at me. Ah, and I, it was brutal. And the mom's like, get up, get up. Like, she was pissed. Like, you yeah. ruined my fucking Sealy. Yeah. So, yeah, that was tough. Why but, do you do that? Yeah. That's the worst, Tough, man. man. Tough. And then at home, did you have to clean your own bed? you have to clean the bed off and oh, put sure. new sheets on at night? Sure. I would flip that mattress, you know, constantly. You didn't have a covered mattress? No, because I had it, but <laughs> it was too disheartening. Every time you sit down, it sounded like a bag of Fritos. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, true. I got I, I to gotta just live with the. I can't live with the crinkle. I'll just take the, the soaking wet mattress. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. It's like wearing a, some people say, why don't you wear a diaper? Because I'm fucking not retarded, <laughs> all right? I'm not wearing a diaper. I'd rather be covered. Covered in shit than wear a diaper. I can't do it. Dude, that's what I say like about bike helmets. Like I would rather yes. my father die getting yeah. hit by a car on a on a bicycle. Yeah. Than see my father ever come in the door wearing a bike helmet. Oh, that helmet's a bad look. Just sitting up there, that plastic yarmulke. Never looks the same, bro. No, no. Brutal. My dad, one time my dad lost his job and uh we were like, oh shit, you know, it's kind of like scary. What's dad going to do? How are we going to pay the bills? I was young. And he came in one day with a gumball machine over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, what are you doing, dad? And he's like, hey, you know, got to make ends meet. And I was like, oh, my dad's a gumball guy. Oh. He's the guy like setting up gumballs in a Rite Aid and then taking the quarters out. Like he was, he was struggling. Yeah. And uh, I was like, ooh. 
this is like your role model. You know, you know this guy, he's wearing a suit and every day and driving a nice car, and then one day he's carrying a fucking gumball machine. Damn. With stickers in it and shit. Was it embarrassing? Like, did, did you did you have embarrassment, like, bringing people over to your place and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. My parents are real weirdos. Like, my dad was uh, bottomless a lot. Mm-hmm. And the old Daffy Duck. Oh, and, wow. That's yeah. a unique vibe, huh? Yeah, well, he didn't know, like, my friends would be home, and so he'd have a T-shirt on with no bottoms, and he'd be like, oh, excuse me there, Larry. <laughs> and I was like, ah, jeez. And then my dad and my mom ate weird food. So, like, we never had soda you know, we never had like Lunchables or Gushers or oh, any of that yeah. fun shit. It was always like, de- what is it, de- evaporated milk yeah. was over there a lot. Oh. We had like, we didn't have ranch dressing, but we had vinaigrette, like yeah. in that weird French bottle, and it was all stained and gross. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was a weird chef, foodie twat thing, and it was it was brutal. Damn. You know, some people had like Domino's. You yeah, know? yeah, We didn't have any of that shit. They're like, that's bad for you, which I, I get now. But at the time, you're like, can't we order some Pizza Hut, you yeah. idiots? You know what's also bad for is having nothing. Yes, yes. <laughs> you like half a radish yeah. in there. And you're like, come on, I'm not eating a radish. I'm not, I'm eight. You need to be healthy. I'm like, I'll be anything. Yeah, yeah, I'll be I fed. Look at food. Yeah. I know, I know. You know, some people had like Doritos. Do you have oh, Doritos? Oh, we didn't have, no, we didn't None have any of that. that. Pop-Tart, all that shit was like gold to me. My mom was definitely the same way. She was very health conscious. Yeah. Yeah. But also like uh but also yeah, she wouldn't get us like the the regular stuff that all the other kids had. And also I think some of it was kind of pricey, you know. It's yeah. like so some of that came into play. But yeah, man, I remember it was always embarrassing the stuff. Not only did my like everything else feel felt embarrassing, but the stuff we had to eat felt yes, embarrassing. Same, a lot of times. same. And kids are so cruel, like, why don't you have soda? Yeah. You're like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not yeah. coming over. You guys don't have any cookies, you guys don't have any snacks, yeah. you don't have anything. Oh, how about school lunch? I would have a grocery bag. Like, some people had a lunchbox. I had a grocery bag with all kinds of weird shit in it and a jar of chocolate milk, like a glass jar. Where'd you go to school at the Greyhound station? (laughs) Yeah, so. This is the worst. It was Bolt Bus. But my mom would be like, bring that jar back. So I was like, all right, so after lunch, I'm the guy with the jar. And people are like, what are you doing with the jar? I'm like, I got to get it home. They thought I had a kidney in there or some shit. It was brutal. I would look like I had moonshine on me. Brutal, Nick. (laughs) But so. Right here, even just hearing this, it creates a world yes. inside of you. It's yes. like so suddenly there's so many more little elements to the world. It's like not only am I going to school today, but I have this weird lunch. I have to hide it. I have to make everything look cool. Yeah. So suddenly you're creating like all these levels to the world. Yes, and that, you're getting creative. Yeah, and you're getting creative. You're talking fast. Why do you have a jar? Then you're coming up with shit. Yeah. You make a joke out of it. You spin the bottle or something. You, you, you grab a guy's ass. Just something to get it off of you. you know? Yeah, you're hiding. You're sneaking around. Yeah, something to get it off of you. Yes, yes. And then you develop this weird thing where you think everybody's paying attention to what you're doing. Yes! So you have to always be performing because right. even when nobody's looking at you, you think everybody is. Yes. So you always are like trying to seem okay, trying right. to seem like right. this. So then right there, even inadvertently, you get used to being a performer. Right. Like without even your own like so then it makes sense that when there's an opportunity to perform somewhere that it's inside of you, right. well, I could do this yes, maybe exactly. because I've been oddly doing this forever. That's a great realization I right thought there. thought about that before. I heard a great quote about comedy. The reason people do stand-up is so you can control why people laugh at you. Mm. And I remember I like heard that and it hit me because it's so true. You don't want them to laugh at you for wet in the bed. But you want them to laugh at you for what you pick. Right. You know, and that I think that's a big part of stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to be able to, I have to, I need to have some way of controlling what you think about me. Yes. Because so many other things in my life made me feel like I have no control 
over why these people are looking at me this way or what's going on. Right, right, yeah. I, like all that, mo- like the weird shit your parents were doing stuff that I had no control over. I just exactly. had to live in this sentence. Exactly. That was so fucking bizarre. Totally. I mean, I had a transgender nanny. I mean, we had all kinds of weird shit yeah. in my house. I, I, my teacher thought I was retarded when I was in uh, third damn, grade. True dude. story. I remember she gave That's I, awesome. My mom had to like come in and be like, I swear to God, he's not, you know? And she was like, why do you think he's retarded? And she goes, look at this paper. And it was, you know, we were little. So it was a page of instruments, like drawn, like a flute, Mm -hmm. a guitar, a piano, whatever. And the the instructions were, circle the instruments. And I circled them all, and I circled a saw, like a handsaw. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, he's got to be an idiot. He circled a saw. (laughs) But I saw a Marx Brothers movie when I was like seven where he played a saw. And so I circled the saw because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's music. So... When I told my mom that, she was like, oh, thank God. I was about to, you know, ship you off to Indonesia and have you killed. You know, we thought you were an idiot. So that was, uh, so, you know, it, it was, thinking outside the box was was risky back then. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I've told this story before, but I had a, uh, the first kid I ever met that had a stutter. I thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Who's this magic man? Right. You know? It's free entertainment. Yeah, who's this freaking early Tiesto? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this Oakenfold yeah, over here. who is this guy? Yeah. And uh, and so I, it, I, I, I started having a stutter because I thought ah, it was so cool. Isn't that interesting? And then I got in trouble for it at school. They're oh, because like, you were mocking him. They, they thought, thought I was mocking him. I'm like, I'm not mocking him. Like, you don't understand. I'm, I, I think this is the neatest thing ever. And I right. love the kid. It was a nice kid named Doug. And, but they, and so that, like, yeah, when they said, yo, you can't do that. Right. I was like, I, you just don't see that there's other ways to do things. Exactly, exactly. And I get where they're coming from because yeah, they totally. don't hurt the kid, but they didn't see your point of view. And you had no maliciousness. Right. I didn't have any maliciousness. Right. Uh, but it's, yeah, I don't know, man. But growing up in Louisiana was, uh, it was tough, man, especially in my neighborhood. I don't know. You seemed kind of, you had some whites, some blacks. It was kind of suburban yeah, we It was just kind of poor black and white, but yeah, kind of suburban Just kind of like not redneck. Yeah. Just kind of, tr- and, and I'm not judging the people. It was just a p- low, poor environment. Sure, sure, yeah. But you, in Treme, I can't even imagine oh. growing up over there. It was scary. It was pretty scary. Like, I'm, I'm all fidgety because of that shit. Yeah. And my house was robbed constantly. And my a duplex? No, we had a mansion. Oh, wow. Yeah, my dad bought a mansion that was dilapidated on Esplanade Avenue, oh right by the French God. Quarter. And it used to be like- Was your dad Ignatius Riley? <laughs> well, I think if you really want to get into it, my dad had a real bad childhood, and he's like, he always wanted to make something of himself, but he never oh. really did. So then he saw this mansion for cheap, 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 because the neighborhood sucked. It didn't have plumbing. It was falling apart. There's holes in the walls, broken windows. But it was and, a mansion. But it was a mansion. And we also had this BMW when I was a kid. It had holes in the seats, and it was rusted out, but it was a BMW. Right. You know? N-word rich, some yeah. people call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so- uh, yeah, it was a horrible way to live because everybody thought we were rich. We were the white family in the mansion, and we moved in. They're like, oh, these people got to have money. So we got robbed constantly. So my dad installed this oh. alarm system, and it would go, woo, 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 like go crazy at like 2 in the morning. And I was like 8 going, well, weird. There's somebody in my living room right now. Like somebody below me is rifling through our shit and stealing our TV or whatever. And you're like, he could come up and rape me and have his way with me and blow me and all this. And, and you're putting on nice negligence. Yeah, yeah. Putting on makeup and perfume and doing my nails and all that shit. So it was a skittish way to grow up. Like, we'd come home a lot and the door was just open. You're yeah. like, fuck, we got robbed again. Oh. And it's very violating and just, you never felt comfortable. Never. Because you're like, we get robbed right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, can Im- I-, I can't imagine that level of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I was like scared a lot, but that's... uh. I, I, I don't know if we ever had that 
yeah, coming home and being robbed and like just knowing somebody could be in your place. I always was scared that somebody was in our place while I was going to bed at night. Yeah, uh, yeah. That and was I'd a have big to one. look everywhere. Yes. I'd have to open the closets and I would hook these like cables from one door to the next. So uh-huh. like they couldn't open one door because it would the uh, other door would yeah. stop it. Like just all this crazy I level know. of checks and balances to just feel like, okay, yeah. I'm good. Everything's yeah. cool. Well, here's a bad one. We got robbed a bunch, so we kept calling the cops, and eventually they were like, all right, you guys keep calling us. We're just going to stake out in your kitchen overnight, and maybe we'll catch a guy. What? So these two cops, plainclothes detectives, came, and we met them, and it was all exciting. They had a belt gun and the badge on the belt thing, you know, the whole thing. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't sleep that. I was so excited. Like, I hope they catch the guy. I hope they beat the shit out of him and tase him and all this shit. And I'm just laying in bed so excited. I finally fall asleep. I wake up at like 6 in the morning. I run downstairs imagining that they're going to have guys in a headlock and cuffed and put them in the car. Yeah, and I run downstairs. They stayed in the kitchen the whole night. They ate everything. They ate all the food. (laughs) So we got robbed again. (laughs) They ate all the fucking Cheerios and the the made pancakes because they got bored and they just ate everything. Everything was gone. Fucking cops, bro. I know. They took the radishes and the chicken bones and all that shit. All the evaporated That's that underfunded, milk. dude. They're underfunded. I guess. I guess. I, I didn't know that was part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, brutal. Brutal. Yeah, New Orleans was tough, man. It was a tough town. And the, the scariest part was like the face-to-face crime. Like yeah. my bike got stolen many a time. Yeah. And, you know, these are big, you know, black Urban kids. Urban men. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, they they hit puberty like four. Yeah. And, he, you know, they got like a, some mustache going and all this. And a Oh, yeah. They earring. had some early, yeah. yeah oh, One yeah. kid named Puberty Wilson that we had in our neighborhood. <laughs> and this dude, I mean, was jacked. Oh, up. yeah. He was born with a prison tattoo on his Right, arm. right, exactly. Those weren't teardrops. That was a tattoo. It was a different environment. Yeah, the racial environment down there was just, it was just black people had nothing. Right, right. I mean nothing. And it was hard to realize that at the time. Like, yeah. Like now as I get older, you see like, oh, okay. These people had, they didn't have, they, you know, like there wasn't any black doctors. Or right. Any, like they had right. nothing. Not in that area, that's for sure. Right. So you didn't have, of course they wouldn't have any role model. Like it's going to be very, you know, like the the chain of like, um, of pop, like, the level of poverty you get into, not just fiscally, but then beyond that, where you get yeah. into like emotional, just having right, nothing. Right, right, yeah. Like I would get my bike stolen, I'd run home crying, and I go, "Mom, they stole my bike." She would go, "Dad, they need it. They yeah. need it." And I was like, "What are you crazy?" But now I kind of get it. Right. But I will say, as a white kid growing up, like the only white kid in that neighborhood, you're the minority. Right. You go outside the neighborhood, you're back as a as a white priv. Right. You know. But in that neighborhood, you're the and it feels bad. Yeah. Being the minority sucks. It's yeah. uh, like they can just go, hey, white boy, and you're like, ah, Fuck. which is not even a, a negative thing. It's just I'm a boy who's white, but it still hurt yeah. because I was different. Because you were different. Yeah, so I kind of, I, I I don't want to say I relate to a lot of shit, but, you know, no, I get it. it's relatable. You can, well, you've had that experience where, because that's, that's the end thing. Right. It's just the, I'm different. There's there's an easy way to make me feel different. Yeah. You know, I'm not, wet. yeah, the, and then all the rest of it piles on. Exactly. Like, there's more women on earth than men, but if one girl is at a party with 50 dudes, she's going to feel weird. Yeah. You know, so the minority is, is it's fluid. You know, we just talk about minorities and majority and all that, but it, it changes depending on your environment. Yeah. Yeah, it changes, man. And I think, yeah, I feel like there's a lot, I feel like when I was growing up, there was probably a good bit of, and racism kind of felt both ways. If you weren't a racist person, if you didn't really like, you know, there were some people who probably hated black people. Yeah, you know, sure. Were like real adamant about it. Oh, and yeah. Like, you know, adapted to like old, like kind of, you know, uh, 
I don't want to say redneck type of stuff because there's redneck people that aren't that That's way true. at all. That's true. But there was a lot of people who didn't. And then if you interacted with black kids and they were mean, it gave yeah. you this. You're like, shit. Well, what do I do? Like, I don't. Right. Right. I don't want to have any ill will, but. There's also these kids are mean to me. Yes, you know? yes, and, and they probably didn't have anything else to do. Like, right. if you think if you, everywhere you go, it's like everybody has something but you. Right, exactly. I can't imagine what that you know. I was hanging out with these two guys, uh, Marnette and Tony. They were like my two black friends, and we were at the Black Mall because I, I slept at their house, so we went to their mall and the whole thing. And we're playing at the arcade in the mall. And one of my friends was doing well at, at Street Fighter, and I was like, "Yeah, get him, Tony! Come on!" Uh! And these two bigger black guys behind me, like. Puberty Wilson and uh, oh, yeah. Testosterone Jones were like, get him, Tony, get him, like doing the white voice. And oh, it crushed me. It, it cru- I had to like go in the bathroom and be like, all right, take it easy. <laughs> that hurt. You know, just go back out there. Get back out there. Yeah, my, my two friends were like, don't worry about those guys. They're idiots. They're mean. I was like, yeah, yeah, but because you, you're already the outsider. And then you, you, you're doing the white voice and they called me on it. Yeah. Well, it was fucking humiliating. I turned beet red. It was brutal. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard being uh, hard being white, folks. It ain't easy. <laughs> well, um, it's hard being so aware. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the thing sometimes that I hate the most about uh, ignorance, and I bliss. attribute a lot of it to you know. I think that's kind of what my alcoholism is. Sometimes is just this uh, heightened level of awareness and sensitivity. Uh-huh. Not just sensitive, but hypersensitive. Yeah, and you want to shut it down. Yeah, I just want to stop. I just I want anything it. to like, please, just something make it so I just don't care anymore. Yes, or don't care as much. Yeah, because you have because you care to let at this intense level of every constantly. Yeah, that it's exhausted you. Yes, yes, and you have the couple drinks. You're like, ah, yeah. I can fucking enjoy myself for ten minutes. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Like, I, like I, for so long, I heard recently someone said, um, "Life's not happening to you. It's just life is just happening." Ooh, and I'd always, I'd never realized this wind of the world that I'd always felt like was pushing against me. Just this, like life was happening to me. Yeah, you know? I, everything's, but life's just happening. And right, I'm just here, and so then uh, every now and then that helps me feel a little different. We I got like a, that. Got a question that came in here. Uh, oh yeah. Excuse me. Hey Mark. Hey Theo. Mark, it was really good to see you come through Springfield, Missouri, right before Christmas when you played the Blue Room. Hey, hey. Um, it was a great show. My wife and I had a blast. Thank Hopefully you. Hopefully the people of Springfield were good to you. Good eggs. Uh, my question is to both of you. I know you guys both live on the coast and big cities. I was wondering if you've ever considered moving away from L.A. and New York to maybe set up roots in the Midwest or the South to get away from that big city lifestyle. Gang, gang. Gang, bro. Good question. That is a good question. What do you think? I, I fantasize. Well, you I, bought a place. I know, like, you made money. I mean, I, I mean, you started making money. I was jealous you when you got to open up for Amy Schumer because you were making oh, yeah. some money. Well, that was a sweet, sweet ride. I mean, the Jets, and she was just hit that arena level. So I was making wow. good money and getting treated well and things. I got, I was pure luck. And what were you having? Ice cream at night and everything? Oh, dude. And she's a, she's a big uh, pot friend. Yeah. So it was just like so much. Uh, hotel room service and we had movies and oh. big screen and the weed and the edibles and the anal and the fucking oh, booze yeah, it was boy. great great time she's a she gets a bad rap but she's a giver yeah good egg you know good hang you know her yeah you know but i know people people have a problem with her but she, you know they don't know her i know her she's she's cool oh well i mean i think yeah she i think she for me i thought that and i would talk about amy you know i talked to her on the phone not maybe a couple weeks ago but 
I felt like she was starting to maybe want to even get more into politics, actually. Uh, I had this vision. Yes. I have no truth about this, but this is a perception that I had. Right, right. Um, and she, and whenever Hillary did in the election, I think she was going to not use Hillary, use that vibe, but she, you know, she was in that movement. Like yeah, she was part totally. of that and she wanted probably to try and get into politics then maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, the politics is... You, I never touch it because it just splits the room and yeah. it's a bad idea. And we're comics. Like right. you, you look at Twitter now, all the comics are just going like, we need to change this and this is, I'm an activist now and this is that. And you're like, what happened to funny? Yeah. I mean, we are comics. Right? You can have your opinion, but like, let's make with the yuck ups chuckles. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Responsibility. Yeah. Oh, our, I forget about job. it in here sometimes. I get so like worried about my own fucking no. like doldrums that sometimes I forget though, but I have to remind myself sometimes, sure. dude, you can't fucking go in here every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking, you, yeah. You puberty Wilson's coming out of you. Like yeah, you, you it's all in you. you. You can't help it. But I felt like, yeah, that, but, um, but I've always thought that she's one of the funniest people off of stage. Yes. I, I mean, yes. without even watching her comment, without even taking that into context. Sure. What man. I mean, quick, quick, so at the so table quick. like she's she's running circles around you're like damn yes. i gotta step it up yeah and especially you were like shoot i thought that i was quick or something inside yeah. of me could do this but when you meet her it's like prefontaine it's just yes like, wow and, she's on some level that's a little beyond and cutting too like she could yes. say that thing where you're like "Ooh, i didn't know you knew that yeah. shit you got me there damn you know yeah fun stuff yeah like uh yeah just i mean i, I always say that she's her, Donnell Rawlings, two of the funniest people that I've oh, ever really? been around. Oh, really? Donnell. Interesting. God, he just makes me laugh. Man. I mean, he's a, a killer act. I've never really hung out with him. He's just so... He's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, I, cause I, was, I was like, man, this guy's living it up, dude. This yeah. guy's having ice cream at night. This dude's doing it. Yeah, I was doing it, and plus, I was single then, and, like, Tinder was kind of newish, and so I had an arena of labias, oh, just yeah, like, huh. and they can't bang her, so I was getting the, uh, the uh, you know, placenta runoff, oh. and I was I was hitting clits like a speed bag. Oh, it was yeah, exciting. Dude, yeah. yeah, those are wild times. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're in the Four Seasons and shit, Sugar so. Sugar Ray Labia, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I caught up. With, yeah, I remember a couple of places I caught up with you guys at. I think that's I don't right. Where, but we, we did new. We did Mahalia Jackson, New Orleans, and we went to uh, oh, what's yeah. her face's house after Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge's house. And yeah. you were newly sober, and I remember being like, "Come on, Theo, this this New Year's baby." And you're like, "I can't, fatty. I'm sorry." And I was like, <laughs> "Damn, I lost Theo," yeah. but it, it was for the best. I get it. Yeah, it was for something, man. It's, oh, it just, was good. See, that's the dangerous thing is the problem with booze and Xanax and Coke and all that is it. It feels right, so you don't want to quit, but the best thing to do is quit because yeah. you need it so bad that you got to not learn how to not need it. You know, you got to – it feels so good, so you're like, oh, the, I'm, drinking is what I should be doing right now. But that's exactly why you shouldn't be drinking. You got to learn how to overcome it without it. Right. It's a tr it's definitely a trick, yeah. Yes, it's a trick. It's a trick, man. My, my therapist, I'm always like, just give me some Xanax. Give me a fucking Valium or whatever, a prescription. He's like, let's beat it. Let's just try to beat the anxiety yeah. instead of just trying to like – medicated away yeah yeah oh sometimes i wish i had me a xanax oh or yeah per you know i remember one first time a guy gave me a soma this homosexual oh, guy i love a soma gave me a soma man Bill, this guy billy conforto and r.i.p passed away he was from uh laplace oh i know the type and uh he was homosexual but also prize fighter what yeah gay Very pride rare. fighter he could have been your babysitter dude who knows <laughs> black guy uh no white oh, okay white enough all right, all right. A white prize fighter is always fun. That's one for the for the home team. But he gave me a soma, dude, and a half hour later, I t t just turned to my car. I was on a highway and just took a straight up fucking right turn Ooh. off of it. And uh, we're lucky we're alive. Sometimes yeah. that Louisiana living was was heavy. 
It is heavy. There's a lot of ways to die because there's boats. People are like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Hey, we're all fucked up. Let's get in this boat. Yeah, that's You're right. Like, oh, Surrounded by water and gators and death. Ghosts? Yeah, ghosts. The yeah. voodoo out there. It's no joke. We had a kid, this boy Andy, and he, uh, he, he, ghosts were chasing him or something. He was dealing with him, and he ended up taking his own life. There you go. There you go. I had a bunch of friends die of heroin, a bunch of friends die of methadone uh, growing up, a bunch but of drunk w- driving. Some of the best heroin recipes you've ever had in oh, your life. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. Mwah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> he put some uh, hot sausage in that heroin. Yeah, it's heavy. Dude, put a little fucking Tony Shazz yeah, in that needle, baby. You right. feel me? The <laughs> old bay. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Damn, dude, you can't get that uh, that leaf in there. <laughs> the basil leaf. Yeah, that basil. <laughs> no, the bay leaf. The, the bay, bay leaf. leaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just went down back home to see my folks, and uh, boy, I really ate it up. Did you? Oh yeah. Are they pretty really proud of you now? They must really have some uh, a lot of pride. You huh? know what's weird is they don't really say much. But then I talk to like I'll meet one of their friends. They're like, "Your mom never shuts up about you." I'm like, "Really? I wish you'd tell me." Wow. You know, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. But I think we're just uh we're a cold people, the Normans. Yeah. I, I try to break through. I'm a, I'm a touchy feely douche, but uh, they're it's very they're military. They're like you know stiff upper lip kind of. Wow. Yeah, my dad, this is the idea of a hug. They'll just give you a tap on the shoulder. And you're like, oh, shit, thanks, Dad, wow. What is it, my birthday? You know? But uh, it's not not a lot of yeah. connecting. Yeah. Yeah, that connection, man, that's wild. Yeah, I'm learning that. That's all new. I'm 36, so I'm going to die soon. So yeah. I, I'm trying to like do it myself and push it on them. And are you having sex and stuff now, or what are you doing? I got a hot lady. Oh, you I, do? Oh, yeah, I got a hot lady at, uh, at the house in New York, and... Uh, yeah, she's she's like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got everybody's got problems, but she's like she met my parents and she's like, "Whew. That was tough." Like <laughs> you, you meet my parents, you feel like you're bombing. <laughs> you know? They're tough. Like you'll just say a whole thing and they'll go like they won't respond. Yeah. I talked to Dr. Drew about it. He said my mom has still face, oh. which is this like thing that moms have that makes babies cry and shit cuz they're not giving you any reaction. Oh. Which is why I do stand up. I need a reaction. Yeah. I need so, something, yeah. Something. I just need some, Some. I need to know that things are okay. Yes, yes, and with them, you have no idea where you're at. Where, are you mad? Am I mad? Or what's going on? Do you hate me? Am I adopted? Where are we yeah. here? So, uh, wow, that's uh, interesting, man. As a kid, because oh, that's some of the stuff that leads us to uh, just to our behavior and what we do, you know? Yeah. And this is the beautiful lady right there. There huh? she is, yeah. She's what's her a- name, Diamond? <laughs> Where'd you get that? I was guesstimated she, up. <laughs> she's <laughs> Diamond Diamond LaRue. Well, she's a real diamond, though. Yeah, and Diamond in the Rough. Oh, that's awesome, man. Good Egg, uh, Cape Cod lady. She's from, oh, wow. from the New England so area. So they're well off, huh? She well off? Not really, you'd think. Right. More yeah. cod than cape, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of cod. Uh, oh, I hate to interrupt you guys. It's the only ad in this episode. And I got to ask, what if you could make your work take less work well you can with captera captera it helps you find the right business software for your needs fast so you can get back to business even faster compare thousands of software options read reviews and instantly narrow your favorites you'll have more time in no time you can find the right software for you and your business right now at captera.com that's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Theo. It's the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solutions for your business. Search more than 700 specific categories of software. 
everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. Sometimes you're in a place with your business and you, you want to be in another place. And instead of using all your time doing all of these things, let a software do it for you. Visit capterra.com slash Theo for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Theo. It can be scheduling, uh, shipping. It can be, well, I have these different drivers who are working for my uh, my transport company. H- how do I get them all on the same timeline and, and, and make sure that they're not working at the exact same moments? All types of ways, all types of software, all for your business. That's right. Go to capterra.com slash Theo, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash T-H-E-O. Capterra Software Selection Simplified. And now back to the episode. Let's get another question that came in, man. All right. Wait, let me get this before we do it. What do you think, how do you think it plays out with, uh, with Ari, with uh, everything that's happened. Because last night it said on that article that people, they didn't have the show because they were afraid people called into the I comedy heard. club. I heard they had to shut the show down. And a lot of those calls, dude, look, I've made calls like that. That's nothing. That's nothing. nobody's really going to show up. Yeah, I I actually called the club. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, no. we don't live in a show up world anymore. We definitely live in a phone call world. This is all going to go, I mean, it's a, it's a hot thing for this week and by Monday we won't even think about it. Agreed. Yeah, I, I agreed. But do you? So, what do you think? How do you think he comes through it? I know he put up a really nice message. I mean, his message was, it was real true to who he was. Even at the end, where he says "fuck the Lakers," you know, did you right. read this? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, obviously, his publicist or manager made him do it because I know Ari, and he's not this guy. But he's kind of made it his own and all that. Like when Shane Gillis had to put one of these out, we all made fun of him because it right. was so publicisty. You know, like it, it didn't have him in it at all. Yeah, and like he told us what he wanted to say, and it was way funnier. But, uh, yeah, you got to do this shit, I guess. You know, we're trying to have careers. But I think it'll ultimately help him. It just seals, cements his brand. Right. You, you are that villain. You are that rabble rouser, Jew. Yeah. You know? And there's and and you ha- it's okay to have that. Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, I just wonder. I'm trying to think of a person that I could compare him to in the past. It's not like an right. Alfred Hitchcock. But, no, like, no. you know, someone who's just. Like, mischievous. Like, a Dennis the Menace. He's almost like a Bart Simpson. Yes. You know, like, he's he's agitating. He's poking you and shit. And you're like, all right, all right. But that's just who he is. That's his shtick. Yeah. You know, it's it, and it works for him. He sells out. And I hang out with Ari. We walk down the street and go, Ari. Yeah. You know, people, people like him. Oh, people love him. He's been on here. And, and, he, and, he, and, and people really, really enjoyed it. I mean, that's the thing. He's. Yeah, it's just who he is. It just kind of fell. It just was a really. It's just like a, almost like the Andrea Gale of bad shit. Of like, right, right. Of bad moments happening yes. at once. You know. Well, we got weird priorities. Like Chris Brown beat the shit out of a lady, and he's got a documentary out, and people think he's hot and sexy. And then Ari made a joke, and he's evil. Yeah. Like I think Chris Brown is worse than Ari, but uh, Chris Brown's doing the moonwalk somewhere. Right. You know. So we got weird. Uh, we're all whacked out. Well, TM also, and you, I mean, some of this, I think TMZ uses a lot. I mean, it's definitely turned into more of like a world star hip hop kind of. Yes, it's completely. gotten a lot more of like scandal. Yeah, and it, more you know, urban black, oh, African American, whatever people want to say. I think so. Oh, really? I, I think a really lot of their it. stuff is these days. I, and some of that, I'm like, are these? Are, are is this? Is TMZ just like? using the black like is it mm. creating this other this cycle of like interesting behavior sometimes or right. contributing to a cycle of behavior or influencing a cycle of yeah. behavior 
you know, it's like not like I don't buy a lot of cultural appropriation shit, but I do yeah. sometimes like I got sometimes that show Catfish. I just feel like it takes advantage of black people that don't know how to use the Internet. Oh, um, interesting. I never thought about that. Or like kind of monopolize, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the wording is, but like, well, I, I just feel like TV and showbiz, they just go where the money's at. They go where the bread is buttered. Right. So if that's the way it goes, like McDonald's, for some reason, went straight black people in the commercial. You know, it used to be like McDonald's, get a McFish. And it was yeah. like some fat white guy. Yeah, there's a white manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's like, hey, uh, puberty, get in yeah. here, you know, like, yeah. You I don't feel want like the McRib back or not? Right, you know? right. You want now that, it's just yeah. That hot apple pie is ready for you there, <laughs> yeah. uh, Quincy. But yeah, I feel like you just kind of go, oh, that's that's who's buying the fucking McDoubles. Let's mm-hmm. do that. So I don't know. I, I don't know about the, the taking advantage of. Maybe I never. I never thought yeah, that. Maybe it's, and it. maybe that's just some weird thing that it's probably some weird hang up that I have. You know, nah. it might not even be true. But you're right though. Sometimes I think that Hollywood like leads us in a direction. But the more I learn, Hollywood just follows where the money yes, is. Yes, they're clueless. They don't know what, I mean, think about all right. the funny comedians you know who aren't doing that great. Yeah. Because we got to have uh, this hot guy du jour or whatever the fuck, you know, this guy's, and yeah. they're selling tickets, so they don't care. They're not, they, they pretend to like Pryor and Carlin, but they don't give a shit. Right. They just, worry, you know, they're just worried about who's making money. And that's their job. They're wearing suits. They're finance guys who say, hey, I like Ali Wong. They just know the right thing. I love Carmichael. Yeah. He's the coolest. But you, they don't know. Yeah, they have, yeah, yeah, they don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a because sometimes I give them this bigger power. Right, a lot of same, times. same. We look. I look at it as, as please accept me. Yes. please give me a show. I love you. You're my dad. You know, You're which is suit. crazy because that's kind of one of the side one of the side effects of coming out of like a you know the type of um, childhood you come out of and stuff to be a, a comedian is that then whenever you get to a place. And somebody's offering you something. You you're so please accept me. Yes. And that like kind of goes over into the business sense. Sometimes yeah, completely. It can really cost you. Um, yeah, it can cost you ownership of things, and you know it can really kind of have you selling out before you even know what's going on. Exactly. Because you just want so badly to be accepted. Accepted. Because think yeah. about it. Look at all. At first, it's like. You do a couple open mics. Some guy goes, do my show. Oh, God, he accepted me. Yeah. Then you get Montreal. I got Montreal. It's not even about Montreal. You just want to be, you want to be invited to the party, but you don't actually want to go. You just want the invite. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole show. But I got a special. Me out of everybody. I got one. You know, just me, me, me. I feel better. I'm accepted. I'm in the club. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. But the real okay is guys like Schultz who go, blow me, industry. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this on the gram. Yeah. And I'm... I, if, if you go into any you know pitch meeting, and go. I got this guy fashion who does this right by the camera. They're gonna go. Now how's that gonna make any money? Yeah. What, what's the hook? Uh, I don't, we need more diversity. What are you doing? Then he's gonna be like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it on my own. And people love it. Yeah. So that's the thing. They don't know, but we act like they know. They they have no idea. We're the ones with talent. Right. They we, stink. Yeah, we forget that sometimes. Yeah, they got nothing. They yeah. just go where the heat is. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I like hearing that, dude. Let's get a question that came in right here that uh, oh, Nick's got. Before we get to the question, I saw this was interesting. We've talked about Dog the Bounty Hunter a couple times on this show. He mm-hmm. recently got in engaged to one of best friends, oh, or yeah. he propo- he proposed. Yikes! It, I didn't see it. Can we play the video? Yeah. I heard about this. He just followed me the other day on uh, Instagram. Oh, that's exciting. So excited, actually. Everybody tweet dog and tell him we want him on this past weekend. Yeah, tweet him and Instagram him. Send him messages. That would be huge. I would love to have him, man. Oh, yeah. I can really relate to him in a lot of ways. He feels like a genuine Uh, dude. I am a lot happier with her around. I have lots of enemies right now. Uh Uh-oh. Moon Angel, will you marry me? 
Oh, that's good TV. The couple who saved an 11-year-old girl. Oh, I know that guy works at the gas station by my house. I'm not even joking. That second guy saved really? an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. What? He looks like DJ Khaled, dude, but he's uh, also... And go, another one. Go back a little more, Nick. Right there. Oh, yeah, he does. He looks like a bad shop. Yeah, he does, dude. Yeah. yeah dude. Shop job. Yeah, dude. He looks like he, yeah. He looks like DJ needs a salad. That's who he looks like. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's pretty mean, dude. And he could I be like a nice it. guy. But it says in the article they had been dating for weeks and it was pissing off the daughters. But uh, at the end, it says he never actually gave her the ring. And then evidently there is no engagement, but it's still a little messy situation. There she is, and there in the wedding photo with Beth, uh, you can see she's Ooh, the number two, number two, the best, 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 best bride. Yeah, best maid. Maybe it's just maid like of honor. A, maid of honor. He needs like a he needs some help, you know. I, yeah. I, I got a mourning my wife here, and this is the closest thing. And maybe it's just like a, a psychological move. He really loved that woman. I mean, oh, it, yeah. he must really be in love to be working with someone. Have grenade. I mean, they had grenades. They had everything. Yeah, and just constantly working with somebody. I mean, that was his life partner right there. And working in like tense, like boot camp environment. You got people in a headlock, and she's holding their legs, and he's kicking. Like that'll really bond a, a couple of weirdos. Yeah, and he's sober. I think too. He. I think he does a lot of recovery stuff. Oh yeah, he does a lot of stuff like supporting the military. Um, yeah, he seems like a good egg. Yeah, man. I, I, I could imagine. Look, especially you're getting older. You like. Sometimes you have a wife, you have a girlfriend, and there's somebody else that you care about. Sure, it's like sure. that kind of stuff never, it may dissipate because obviously you have to focus on your marriage and stuff. Yeah. But maybe he just cared about this lady for a long time and wanted to go. And yeah, I'm sure he needs somebody right now. And oh, he yeah. probably doesn't know a lot of people. He's an odd dude. So I'm sure he's got like a community he kind of hangs with. So boom, I'll just go to the next lady. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying yeah, it happens. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yes, yes. If she's friends with uh, Beth, then she's probably got similar personality. He feels some comfort in her. Yeah. Well said. Man, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be nice to have him on. I can't imagine great. losing, like, your spouse. But then I think some guys, they lose, they luckily lose their wife, and they're like, oh, hell oh, yeah, Oh, sure, dude. sure. Well, how sure. did I luck out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you there's know. also guys who go too far, and they go, I'll just throw a little laugh. Uh, what do you call that stuff? Arsenic? Not arsenic. Oleander? Antifreeze. Ooh. Little antifreeze in the uh, in the oatmeal. and To freeze Annie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Annie will be uh, ice cold in a minute. Uh, what else we got, Nick? Oh! Oh, here's me. <laughs> that looks like you and Joe List fucked. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Yeah. Looks like me and Mike Kaplan did yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. This question's for Mark. Mark, I always see on Instagram you riding around on the that moped of yours through the streets of New York. I was wondering if, uh, are you known as like the moped master? You have any good stories to share? Gang, gang. You gang, gotta bro. pull up a pic of that there, Nick. It's on my Insta. Bring up that ped, You yeah. gotta see this hog of mine. It's a fucking beauty. Oh, no, she's nice. Oh, that, sorry. <laughs> it's just his girlfriend again. She's a pig. Hold on, where's, there it is. Look at that thing, come you on. You ride through New York on that? Yeah. That thing's badass. It's it's it, 86 miles of the gallon. It's light. It's easy. It goes about 33 miles an hour top speed. I'm in the bike lane. I'm in the regular lane. I'm all over the road in that thing. I'm getting spot to spot. That's legal? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got it towed once, and I had to register it and all that, and I got to buy a helmet. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's, a, it's a real fun piece. Huh. That was a fun little journey when it got towed. 
You were listening? I, I, uh, I, yeah, in your story. Yeah, I yeah. He documented going to get it and stuff. It, Dude, that's beautiful, man. Probably cost about half the bike cost, <laughs> and it took me like a week and a half, but I got it out. And what are the cons of having that in New York City? A lot of cons. That's the thing. <laughs> a, you got to lock it up, and uh, people want to steal it. People want to, my neighbors hate it because it's on the sidewalk, and I got a cover on it, and they're like, it's so ugly. So they're giving me dirty looks. Mm. The winter, you can't ride it, so you just got to sit there and get snowed on and shit. Uh, it doesn't start all. Sometimes it just doesn't start, you yeah. know. So there's all kinds of problems with it, but and it's, it's a Gorelli, huh? Oh yeah, 1986 Gorelli. I, I have Italian guys stop me going. I had one of those when I was a kid. Oh, <laughs> my wife's a cunt. She can't cook and all this shit. And I'm like, hey, thank you, Dago. But uh, I get a lot of that. So that's a it's a rare bike. Apparently, I got it on Craigslist, and I just happened to find a fun one. God, man, yeah, it looks so amazing. Now out here, do you think it would be better to have? Maybe, but this is so sprawling. I can't get on the 405 with that chooch. That would be terrifying. It'd be epic if you did as well. Yeah, I'd pull a Dean Del Rey and flip over a car hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be beautiful. Have you been in some pretty bad uh, accidents on Not one yet. Not one. Hmm. So, Do you see, uh, when you think about, um, when you think about, like, Doing like another special or something. I just shot one last night. You did? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I just did it on my own because nobody oh, nice. would buy it. Oh, awesome. So we'll see what happens. And are you think so I guess you'll try and sell it, and then if not, maybe you'll put the clips out? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's where we're at now. Yeah. It, I've been doing the hour for a while now, and it's getting embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to San Francisco, they're like, we saw this last year. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to drop it and write new shit, but nobody wants it. And I kept waiting for someone to buy it, but nobody would give me an offer, so I said, fuck, we'll shoot it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a weird times, you know? Yeah. Where'd you do it? Dynasty Typewriter. We sold out two shows. We said, fuck it. It's a theater. It'll look good. Sandler did his there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we And that's did a it. new club that's downtown uh, Los Angeles, right? Yeah, yeah, right Jamie over there. Jamie Fans Club. Yes. Yeah. In the Hayworth is the name of the theater. And mm. uh, really cool, really sweet, cute little theater. And it went great. We got two shows out of it, and it's in the can right now. I got to edit it. Oh, here we go. Here's the guy right here. Hey, what's up, Theo? What's up, Mark? Uh, my name's Nick. I'm coming at you from Aurora, Illinois, the snowy Midwest here. It's really freezing right now. Um, but I had a question for the both of you, actually. Uh, Theo, you talk a lot about on your show, and you have a lot of listeners call in about like anxiety and how to deal with it and stuff. And my question for both of you was, how do you guys deal with the anxieties that you may or may not have but continue to still do your work and kill mm. it. Um, Mark, I've seen you perform here in Chicago and, and you're amazing. I watch all your guys' YouTube videos and um, I'm a huge fan. Uh, and so I'm just curious how you guys can keep it consistent and mm. still continue to do so well in your field. I don't want to be a comedian myself, but how do I apply that to what I want to do and who I want to be? So that's my question. Hope you guys have a great day. Gang, gang. Gang, bro. Wow, oh, what a dude. sweet message, huh? Sexy hair. I wish I had those locks. I mean, he's doing fine, if you ask me. Yeah, He dude. looks like Thor or something. I'd have something. bang anxiety if I had that, dude. Who, who <laughs> am I going to bang? Yeah, he's got a reverse widow's, too. Look at that thing. It's going the other way. Oh, beautiful, man. Great-looking eyeballs and a sexy uh, Lorenzo Lom here. Bro, that guy, undeniably better looking than half of the women that I've dated. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Those those Unden- eyebrows, I want to oh, sleep on them. <laughs> dude, I want a fucking night in Casablanca, huh? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, he's hot. My God, dude. Any more information about this guy, Nick? I know. Yeah, send That's me his address. God, I want to condition this guy's hair with my fucking body sweat. I know. I want Superman on top of me. Dude, I want to fucking, man. Oh, I yeah. just want to lay in his arms and say, Clark can't, you know? Ooh, Help me, Daddy. Clark can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this has got no right, Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. It's a good question, man, about anxiety. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. But I, I go the other way because he's like, how do you do it with anxiety? I think you got to, the more you do, the less anxiety you have. Yeah. So if you get over that hump of fear and, and doubt, then the anxiety kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. Like, I get scared to do stand-up, but that's why I do it. Right. And then you get up there and it goes away. So once you just do it, if you think about it, oh, how am I going to do it? How's it going to go? That's when the anxiety kicks yes. in. Just do the fucking thing. Go do the open mic. Go ask the girl out. Go do whatever. Oh, it's so true. And then the interesting thing for me is I'm th- even hearing you talk about that, that anxiety of not do- when I don't do something and I just have the anxiety, then it turns into a little bit of shame for me. Yeah. Oh, dude, the guilt. Yeah. I totally it, yeah, have that. It turns into a shame or a guilt. But yeah, you're so right. It's like... Um, oh, and- geez, the guy's helping black kids in Africa and oh, shit. Oh, that's beautiful. Or man. South America. Jesus, who is this hunk? Yeah, you got nothing to be anxious about, man. Nick Manifesto, Nick. Oh, this guy. Menesiotis. Nicholas Menesiotis. He looks Greek, huh? He might be Greek. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, he's, he looks like a Nigo Montoya. Prepare to, yeah. oh, to You're living the life, fucked. man. Wow, dude, I think oh. if you just show your Instagram to a woman, you have nothing to be anxious about. But it just goes to show you, man. This guy can look like a Greek. God. God and or demigod probably demi demi more yeah. and uh, you're, you're inside you're all fucked up yeah so the uh, what is it called uh, but the that's book, right though you're right though covers. I think it's just that contrary action you know and that's something that they talk about in AA and twelve step stuff a lot is just like yeah it's it, thinking about things laying in bed when you wake up laying in bed it's oh. just the worst thing you can do because it's just this isolation isolation grows on itself yep. you think like oh I'm scared to be around people and then you think that yep. then you're by yourself for a couple of days and then you are then you are scared to exactly, be around people exactly exactly whereas yeah. if you just go out and actually take some action yes. the contrary action it's like I don't want to go for a run I'll go for a run right exactly. now exactly I don't want somebody invited me to the movie I don't want to go I'm gonna go even though I don't want to yes yes and then that 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 uncomfort uh, starts to go away. Dissipate. And usually you go, oh, this movie's great. I'm so glad I came. Yes. This wasn't so bad. Yeah. But if you don't go, you're going to really hate yourself. Yep. And then it gets easier over time. You don't have as much of that anxiety. Yes. It's, it's not... We, we're, we're Anxiety, I think, is just this... We're supposed to be like in motion. And I think some of it is just this stagnating, this cul-de-sacking of us being doing stuff and connecting with each other. That energy has been alive for so long, and now it just has no place to go. Right, you know? right. I think kind of we're wired as humans if evolutionarily. You farm, you get up, you fight a bear, you, you fuck your wife, you raise your kids, you farm, you, you kill a bear. You know, we, we have to survive, and we don't have to do that anymore. We got Uber Eats, we got the granola bars. Yeah. So it's still in us. So I think that's why we're more anxious than ever. Yeah. You know, because you used to just go to a factory, you go home, you crack a beer, you watch the football game, you go to bed, you go to the factory. You don't have to do that shit anymore. We're doing a pod. This is we're working. Right. This is work. And then we're gonna go to the comedy store and that's work. Yeah. You know, so we don't have any struggle. Yeah, we don't have any struggle. We don't have a lot of a ton of human interaction that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But also so, there's a guy recently who was talking to me about 
um, that we don't touch the earth as much as we used oh, to. Oh, that's good. And so this energy of like uh, the energy that's supposed to usually come in and out of the ground and in through our bodies and like um, that's good. That it doesn't happen that much. Whitney on our podcast talked about this practice that's getting popular because of that called grounding, and it's just going barefoot and walking in the dirt and going on hikes, but barefoot because interesting that whole thing. I mean, the moped. I want, you know, everything in my body is like, what are you doing? What are you, you having a midlife crisis? Why are you buying this? What do you think? You're a cool dude. And I get on that thing and it's visceral. I got the wind in my hair. I can feel the throttle. I can feel the engine heating up in my asshole and everything yeah. and the bumps and I'm my clits popping and it's just great. And I'm weaving outside of cars. It's nerve wracking. And I get to the spot and I kind of go, whoo. I gotta take a minute. That was wild. Yeah, you know, I'm going down Broadway in the best city in the world, and it's crazy. The lights are going by me. I got a Chinese guy, you know, passing me up. I give him a honk. He doesn't wave back. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it's crazy. And then I just get there. And I'm like, wow, I would have been on the subway with earbuds in, just sitting there looking yeah. at some hobo. You know, like it. it, it you got to get up and get out and do something. That's why like woodworking is good. Or like that's why these guys do tough mutter and shit. Mm-hmm. Tough mutter is just like I gotta. I got this body. Full of muscles and organs, I got to use it. Yeah. You know, I got to push myself. Yeah, you we got to try. You got to try because it's easy to not try. It's so easy. It's easy it's to sit easier. On. Yeah, we're creating, yeah, we've definitely created a society in America where it's easy. It's like, yeah, just discomfort. It's yeah. Just, everything's turning into a couch. Exactly. And then, boy, when VR gets in here, it's, it's over. We're going to just VR a set and we go, all right, I killed. I didn't have to leave the house, you know? Yeah, people buy tickets and watch you on uh, in the virtual reality. Exactly. And, and then that'll be it. You're not going to meet any women. You're going to fuck VR women. I yeah. mean, it's going to be over. You'll just be basically a passageway that food goes through. Yes, yes. You're just shitting and eating. Shitting yeah. and eating. It's going to be crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, look at what people can accomplish. You watch an MMA fight, you're like, that's unbelievable that two guys can do that or two women can do that. Yeah. I could never do that. But the the human body is capable of such... You see a guy on a snowboard do 80 flips and land, you're like... I'm eating Cheetos and fingering myself. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 bro. And not even washing my hands between no, the two. No, <laughs> my, my asshole's yellow and orange. Yeah, yeah, it's got dude. all the dust on it. I, I, I. Remember Chester <laughs> Cheetah? Yeah, yeah, I, I, of course. I, I. Of course I do. Um, cheetah, cheetah. I saw Kelvin Gastelum last night at the store. I saw Who? that on your Instagram. Uh, uh, he oh, the fought, fighter. Yeah, Israel yeah. Adesanya. Oh, yeah. One of the fighters. Yeah, fighter of the year. And I got to be at that fight. I'd only been to one fight. Joe, oh, Joe Rogan took me to a fight one time. And, dude, it was the craziest fight. I was with you. You were there? Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember uh, we walked in. It was Cheeto, me and you. And we walked into the arena, and everybody went nuts for you. Oh, I don't even remember that. And then uh, I think Poirier was Yeah, Poirier was, was there. Yeah, he yeah. was fighting. You were there? I remember Ch- Andrew was there. I feel so bad. Jeez, man. we hung out all day at the Four <laughs> Seasons. And uh, I remember after he won, you guys like hugged. And I was like, whoa, Theo is big. Oh, that's I was, crazy, blew man. my mind. Like, yeah, it made me feel excited, yeah. bro. I was pretty excited. You handled it very well. Like oh, I would have been like, oh, dude. shit. Hey, how you doing? You know, but you, 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 you look cool. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. Yeah, dude, that's the first time I saw those guys just go through it so much yeah i was seeing my girl at the time and just walking through that tunnel with rogan like you know that oh yeah that gorilla with a button down on you're like what the fuck and he just sits down puts the headphones on he's like he tied him on the left he cracked him in the jaw you're like whoa where am i you get hit with sweat and aids is on you and shit and cheetos looking at a hot chick it was it was a wild day that was a hell of a day Dude, that's crazy. I feel so bad that I forgot the. I, I just, I just didn't think. Do you about remember it. now? Is it coming back? Not at all. Damn. <laughs> I gotta make some. I gotta say the n word no, or yeah, something. Yeah. Get, get stand out a little. Oh yeah, if you'd have written down the n word on a piece of paper and passed it to me, well, dude, I'd remember that. I'll be doing that after the show. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you that. Who's the sober one between you? Uh, I know. <laughs> I, had, I had four beers in me that night. I remember. <laughs> I had a big gulp the whole time of beer. 
<laughs> I was probably nervous. Something about being, that whole environment made me nervous. Oh, oh, I get it. I mean, you got Rogan. We're in a fucking SUV with Rogan. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was terrifying. Were you really there? You just messing with me? I was there. We <laughs> oh, hung Jesus. out. Remember, you came in with eighteen shopping bags. Remember, you were like, I went shopping, and uh, we chatted for like an hour, and then they came downstairs, and we all went together. Oh yeah, in his Gee, hotel. We sat next to each other at the fight. I was yeah. elbowing you, and I, I remember I said some things. You were like, Hey, take it easy, man, because I was being too offensive. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> cage up all of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I was making bad jokes at the fighters. Like, <laughs> come on, you pussy. That's all you got. Your mom's a whore. You know. I was just trying to get into it, and you were like, "Shut the fuck up." I'm trying to. I wasn't up Poirier. I don't remember any of this. I wasn't Jesus. there. I wasn't there, and I remember Santino had to leave early because he had a show in Atlanta that night. Same, <laughs> same. Oh, yeah, oh, it was you. Oh, it was me. Yeah, you and had Rogan. to leave early. Yeah, I left now early. I, remember. I, I missed all the good shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw oh. Poirier, but I missed uh, Adesanya. Yeah, man, that was such a yeah. But it, yeah, it was just wild to see that guy last night. I think he's one of the best of all time. I yeah. think he's like a special fighter. He's different. Who Adesanya? You mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't see him. I mean, just gasoline. But yeah, Adesanya. I mean, that fight was just crazy. Watching those two men hit each other forever. Oh yeah. God. Wow, man, um, that was like the best day of my life. And damn. to you, that was a blip in your in your mullet lifestyle. I feel so bad, bro. <laughs> You're out here picking I remember up you frames. had to leave early. We're all like, damn, he has to leave early to go it to sucked. a show. You were at uh, The Skull, the right? The Skull, yeah, and it yeah. was brutal. I was like, I don't want to leave. Oh. I'd rather watch this shit fight than go to the show, but it was fun. Damn. Sold out, good time. I'm going to try to get us tickets to another fight, man, and you and I will go. Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Boy, I feel like we really bonded, too, on that couch. Jeez. Damn. I got to be more memorable. No, I, I just probably was just, I was just probably thinking about myself. Sure. Um, who is this? A couple of whites right here. What is this? Segura and... Uh, uh, Rickles, yeah. who's that? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's Segura. Who, yeah, who does that look like? Who's that guy at the Jimmy store? Jimmy Schubert. Ah, uh, maybe an old Shub. Who's that guy at the store who opens it up? Alan Arkin. No, what's that guy's name? Oh yeah, Arvis Ar- Hamilton. Argus, Argus Hamilton. Argus Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Sobriety <laughs> looks good on him. Named after good. obviously a couple of slaves. Let's be honest. Oh, Argus yeah. Hamilton. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good play. What's up, Theo? Gang, gang. gang. What's up, hey, guys? Mark, we're a couple of Tuesdays, and All we right. want to know about your best night. And your worst night. Performing comedy. Mm, oh, I got Boom. that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Cute couple right there. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you want to start? Uh, let's hear yours, man. All right, well, one, I've, had a, I've had a lot of great nights. I've had a lot of bad nights. It's hard to pick the, the top, but I did the, 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 what is that? What's the arena here? Staples? No, no, no. Forum. forum. I did the forum once, and that was pretty unbelievable. I I just killed at the forum. I just wow. had it. It was just sold out, you know, open for Schumer. What, I don't know, what is that, 30,000 people or whatever the fuck it is? Really? 20, 22, maybe. Wow. 22, yeah. It was unreal, and it's in a circle, and just rocked it, and it just everything clicked. I did the Patrice O'Neill benefit, and that was a good one with Bill Burr inviting me, which was like such an honor. Mm-hmm. And that just clicked. I had a. I remember I went third, which was like the best spot in the show, and just kicked, kicked it right in the teeth. And it just, you know, when your timing is the mm. laugh, and then you, then the laugh, it just worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill said some nice things after, so that was great. But the worst, probably two months ago during Christmas. I uh, did a bunch of corporate gigs. Do you do corporates? I just did one this week, actually. Oh, nice. They're pretty. They're pretty different. Yeah. They're not really stand up. You're just kind of like trying to keep these people happy and get your paycheck and get out of there. Yeah. You don't want to get any HR issues. That's yes. The biggest thing. Yes. And I. That's exactly what I did. I had to host a pharmaceutical award show. Mm-hmm. 
big hotel, ballroom, you know, like white tablecloths, fine china, tuxedos, chandeliers. And I'm host. I got note cards, like a stack this high of like, next up, best sleep aid. Here are the nominees. Like, I was that guy. Wow. I had a podium and everything. Wow. And I had to study it. And the paycheck was insane. They picked me up at a limo, drove me out to Philadelphia. Damn. I get there. I'm supposed to do 15 minutes of stand-up to open, just to, like, get them loose, and then go into the award shows. Clean. But they knew my stuff. They watched all my YouTube, and they're like, we like your edge and all that shit, so just do you. So I just, to play it safe, I did the sign. I opened for Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and I did the Seinfeld set, which, you know, nothing yeah. cleaner than Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, so I go up and out of the gate, bomb, bomb, bomb. Every joke, and I'm like, all right, well, let me pull out some heavy hitter. These always work. Bomb, foolproof bomb. So I'm like, maybe I'll get a little dirtier. That's how I'll get them. I go, I do a vibrator joke. I see naughty. A, I see a table of women get up and leave in like a huff. And I go, oh, that's not good. So I, I comment on them. Dry women, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. These women were not into it. And so... <laughs> I my my get off to like I bring these people up to like give a little speech about some kind of fucking drugs they're selling and I get off and the CEO of the whole thing is yelling at me and he's like how could you say that about my wife and I'm like what what are you talking I don't even know who your wife is and he's like my wife is offended get the hell out of here you're fired you're done I was like wait what Whoa. what are you talking about I'm in a tuxedo I rented a tux from <laughs> Joseph A Banks <laughs> So I'm like, what? So I go up to like the curator later, and she's like, she's crying because he yelled at her first, and oh. she's like, she's like, you gotta go, you gotta go. We're gonna find someone else to host it. The whole it's three more hours in the show, and I just had to get in a car and go back to Philly. No, I mean go back to New York. Brutal. I studied and all this shit, and it was like a fine lobster steak dinner, and it was like so high end. And this was a big production with like a you know a sound booth guy and the lighting guy and the waiters and all this shit, and I just had to leave. Dang. Over a joke, she thought it was offensive to women, but the joke is so blah. It's like so innocuous. But what's the joke? The joke is uh, my girl used a vibrator, and you, you, I say I feel like a, uh, I feel like I'm obsolete now because the vibrator is better than me. I feel mm. like this. She's at CVS, and I'm an employee there, and she's using the self checkout. Mm. You know, and I'm like, hey, if you need a hand, I'm your man. You know, like I feel like I'm losing my job. Mm. Then I'm like, these robots are taking our job. Blah blah blah. And it's, I'm the loser in the joke. Yeah. You know, I, she's the vibrator's better, but she uh. took that as some of. She probably hasn't gotten laid since '88. She's yeah. taken it out on me. She's repressed. She's gay. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got the uh, the old boot. <clears throat> Brutal, but I got paid. Oh, you did get paid. I got paid. Good agent. Good agent. Yeah, and it wasn't my fault. Like I did the the, the material that I did on Conan. You know, yeah. like, So it's TV shit, but. Yeah, that doesn't that sound like that lady had some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was having to use a vibrator a lot and things weren't going well or something. I or think who knows? something was up. Yeah, she wanted to get railed by uh, Puberty Wilson or something was yeah. going on. And everybody in that crowd is probably on opioids. Yeah, they're it. fucking drug dealers <laughs> lecturing me about uh, morality and shit. I'm like, you guys sell pills, Oxycontin, to people that get hooked in, in Boston and then they do heroin and kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the bad guy, I'm telling zingers. Yeah, you're putting fucking, you're trying to get somas into Lunchables. Yeah, yeah exactly. You guys are out of your minds. I, it's crazy. That's what I was saying with the priorities. We're all out of whack, you know? Yeah. Some For some reason, jokes really hit people, like hit a nerve with people. I don't know what it is. But, I, I, like, I noticed that we because I notice sometimes things will get me agitated. Like I'm like, oh, I'm 
Like I'm reacting to things. Like I am becoming part of the problem that I even call uh, out sometimes. Well, I mean, like, we're all human. Right. I notice it sometimes. I'm like, though, like, damn, this thing really has me like bent. This is somebody's tweet or something. Oh, like, really? What am I doing? Like, what's going on here? Right, like, right. Like white male, straight white male, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, shit. It's just about me. Yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I find myself getting like triggered by shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it happens. It happens. But you go, all right, I'm triggered. And you're not going to go get somebody fired. Right. You would never do that. No. You would go, shit, why did that bother me? And you got to sit with it a little bit maybe. But just to have that gut reaction to just like ruin this guy. Fuck you. You made me feel weird for one second. You're done. Yeah. That's a crazy instinct. Well, we've give, well the thing that's going on is there's something that's making us, why do we feel weird? Like why... Like the feeling of of feeling weird about something has been magnified somehow. Yes. It used to be like somebody told a joke. It made me it maybe made me feel a certain type of way or something a little bit. That was very small. I was more focused on how is this going to make me laugh. Yeah. Almost even sometimes I would pretend to laugh. Yeah, of course. Just to it, just to enjoy myself. Yes, yes. Whereas now there's this whatever the muscle or the react the reactor inside of us that wants to wants to be upset yeah that thing is stronger now yeah yeah that's true you're right that's a good point it's just a, it's well, become stronger i think because the more comfort you have the less tough skin you have maybe like we we're so used to comfort that when you feel a little bit of discomfort mm. you're like oh this is weird I, I gotta put it i gotta shut this down and i think people like canceling and like being morally superior on Twitter and just shouting out a guy, I think, makes you feel good. Also, it gives you a little power. Like, I got that guy kicked off SNL. How cool right. am I? I'm great. He's racist. I'm great. Yeah. I saw an interesting thing. Uh, I don't want to say any names, but I was at the comedy club. Doc Rivers. <laughs> I was at a comedy club in New York, and we we're all talking, hanging out. This lady was there. And she's an L.A. comic. And Shane Gillis walked up, and he goes, hey, I'm... She goes, hey, I'm, we'll say, Leslie. And he mm -hmm. goes, yeah, I know who you are. You shit on me on Twitter after the whole Lisa SNL Traeger. thing. No, no. And he goes, uh, she goes, I did? Who are you? She didn't even know who he was. Wow. And he goes, I'm Shane Gillis. And she's like, oh, really? Wow. You know, I never, ah. I was just, you know, going with the flow. Like, everybody was shitting on you. I just jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> I didn't know you were a real person. Like, I never put it together. Now that we're face-to-face, -face, it's weird. And he was like, yeah, I get it. It's cool. And that was it. But it was cool seeing it in real life, right. not just you know screens, right? So that was fun because the screens can make you do anything. You, you got no remorse. You yeah, just, you suck. Kill yourself. You know, and then it, they do it, and you go, "Shit, that's real." Yeah, it's the same thing. It, it, you know what that goes? It's the same thing with pornography. It's like yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, if that were a real person, you wouldn't be behaving that way because you have a wife or you have a girlfriend. Right, right, right. But because it's on this screen, it makes it. It's distant. Right, it's distant, but it still has this residual effect. And then the effect that you see in the world from that, like, it's so funny when when people were ripping on Ari the other day when it first happened, you know, everybody's yeah. like getting into Ari Shafir and cancel him. And then the, the funniest part to me was people calling him a white supremacist. That's the go-to now. Yeah. The I mean, right. I think sometimes he's kind of a Jewish supremacist, I think, sometimes. Just sure. Just his whole new act, you know? Yeah. Which almost <laughs> yeah. would be a good name for him. Yeah, that's uh, true. Well, but, Judaism in, in itself is supremacist. They, they call themselves the chosen one yeah what do you think you're better than me you fucking jew yeah i thought the chosen one was carmelo anthony yeah <laughs> and he ain't no heeb yeah. <laughs> i also thought the first time i heard carmelo anthony uh, he is a well i thought it was a candy dude and i was like i want Ooh, some caramello how could he not have a bar carmelo i know right anthony. that sounds great i'd have two of them yeah but it made me uh 
But I started to get, I was like, oh, yeah, people are pissed at Ari, man. He fu-, uh, And I just noticed my brain starting to go down this little yeah, path. Yeah, it like, happens. It happens. He really fucked up, you know, what's going, like. It's the mob mentality with the torches. And you go, oh, we're burning this lady? Let's burn her. Yeah. Don't burn me, burn her. Then you had to be there and do it. That's true. That's true. Now you got, you know, Larry Ruckus sitting on his couch. He hasn't yeah. worked ever. And he's like, you know, he has 20, 40,000 tweets. Right. If you have over 11,000 tweets, dude, but, they should give you an amount per year. Yes. There you go. You really want to use one on this yep. this little situation? Uh, I remember one time in, yeah. in high school, I was hanging out with my friend. He's like, uh, my he, he didn't go to my high school. And we went to his football game. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the stands and you start rooting. That's not my school. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what happens to these kids. Yeah. But you start rooting. And it's the same thing. It's it, You want to be a part of something. Yeah. You know, you get on Twitter. You know, my whole thing with like the Ari stuff and all this can't like, I just don't care. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, Ari said something crazy. All right, so what? Go go buy your groceries. Go right. jerk off. Go hug your kids. Right. Who has that much? Who has too much time to care? Yes. Like, I like thinking about it. Like, it's interesting to think about why it happened. What, sure. Or what's going on. Like, if there was something in his head, if he thought before, like. But you're already a step ahead. If you're, you're you're sitting back and thinking, not everybody's just going off just gut like right. primal monkey shit. You're thinking about it. At yeah, least. It's this weird thing that we want to be. Uh, yeah, you're right. I want to find a way. How do I be better than this person? Yeah. Right now? Why does this bother people? Why did he do it? What's he trying to get out of it? Like yeah, that's already you're you're better off. Your, your mind is a little more open. It's interesting. Try to keep it open. It can, yeah. get, it can get closed pretty quick. But of yeah, course, try, of try course. to keep it open. Well, it's easy to go gut. It's so you know? easy. Yeah. Yeah. And we always go the easy route. Dude, I had a tweet that I had to pull down, and, and thankfully I, I, I did. I mean, some lady said Lakers and Nicker and Knicks, you know, uh, on the television the other day, and they thought oh. that she said the N-word. Did you oh, see that, lady? Oh, I did see that, yeah. So right after, I was like, people started sharing that. So I took the – some guy's like, can you believe this lady said this? She needs to be ruined, right, you know, or whatever. Right. And I was like, I had a tweet. It was like, so what? You know, no matter how many times she says it or something, it's not going to bring him back, you know? Ooh. And kind of like edgy, funny, Ooh. you know? Heavy stuff from the thief. But immediately, let me make sure that's exactly what I said. Uh, so what? It's not, it still won't bring him back. Something yeah. like that. Ooh, like boy. just this ridiculous idea. Sure. That if you said the N word enough, it would bring somebody back from the dead. Right, right. right. Um, do you want to hear the lady say it? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Let's hear it. Oh, a million five views. Perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're gonna. It did sound like it. It really cast did. On the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, I think that they adjusted the audio in that one. Really? It is a little. There's a pause. Yeah, there's a bit of a hitch <laughs> in the giddy up. Right. And that's, see what's crazy is. So 1.5 million people, if they did adjust that audio, you have no idea. And that, and they, and now 1.5 million people think that the lady said that. And is she fired or what happened? I don't think so. She did an apology. Chris D'Elia had a good tweet, I think, yesterday or this morning, um, earlier today while reporting. D'Elia has good takes on, like, just reality. Yeah. Because you know, we get all worked up and shit, and then he's like, he just kind of cuts to the, this is dumb and you know it and this is why. Yeah, he's like, anybody, yeah. Imagine thinking she actually was so secretly racist 
and you just <laughs> yeah. want to virtue signal you feeling guilty about your own racism and want people to think you're not a racist right i think there's some truth to that agreed 100 percent. like you know you make a joke about watermelon somebody goes hey that's racist and you're like i didn't even mention black people yeah. you went there yeah what, what's your brain doing at night yeah some of that stuff's ridiculous and that's where i think sometimes hollywood gets all cornered up because they've shut themselves they've painted this, uh, yes. themselves into this incapable space to be human yes well said so true um, and that's why I, I come out of the gate going i'm a piece of shit i suck i'm a degenerate i like uh blow and and pussy you know because yeah. i i don't want to <laughs> fall into that world it's, oh, no, it's you so want to be president yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's it, funny though because it's true yeah, like it, it feels like those guys in Hollywood are all on a reality show, and uh, you said fag, so now you're you're out the house. You got yeah. eliminated. You're done. Like Louis C.K. got eliminated. You yeah. know, and you're like, ah, just eliminate me now. Like I don't want to play. <laughs> I don't want to be in the house. Yeah, I just want to do blow. Yeah, and say fag in the yard all the time. Right, yeah. right. And I'm not a bad guy, and I, no. I I have no homophobic thought, or I don't even give a shit. But but I've noticed the uh, the ball busting. Because New York has gotten kind of so wokey and everything that the ball busting has gone L.A. It mm. used to be like tough crowd, Patrice, Colin Quinn, DePaulo, Norton, Keith Robinson. That Those days are over, you know. Uh, DePaulo's gone wacky, uh, political, Colin Quinn's gone one-man show, whatever. But like the ball busting now is you guys. Mm. You and D'Elia and Swartzen and Schaub and Callen and those guys are all making fun of each other. And it's, it's nice to see it again. Mm. It's all gone L.A. somehow. Yeah, I, I do notice sometimes, like, yeah, it is, uh, like, especially on King and the Sting, there's a, it's a fun place where we can, like, just rip each other. Yeah. You know, and we I have other healthy. we have other people, like, uh, we have a little bit of diversity on there, so it's, like, a fun place where we can talk about, you know, joke about race and... Right. Like, I, growing up, dude, I remember if you said the N-word, that's how, you, if somebody beat your ass, that's how you knew if you could say it or not. Right, you right, know? yeah. That's how you knew. Yeah, but it was a lot of intent, too. Like, not intent, but you could feel... Oh, the yeah. heat behind it, you know, yeah. like I said this on Rogan, but in my neighborhood, you could feel it if it's the same words like "fuck you, white boy," and then "ah, fuck you, white boy." It's the same words, but right. it was a way different feeling. Like yeah. if I was on a basketball court and I heard the first one, I was like, "I'm out of here." Right. But I heard the second one, and I'm get a guy in a headlock and noogie him. Right. You know? Vitriol. Noogie, please. Yeah. Vitriol, who? <laughs> Johnson. You know, that, one of them has vitriol and one doesn't. Yeah. Vitriol dude, Johnson it's kind of crazy. You know, I was growing up, I was like, black people have some of the craziest names like, oh, when yeah. I was growing up. Oh, yeah. But now I'm like, dude, some of the, like, you got to have a unique name and a lot of it's freaking dope, you know? Yeah, of course. You stand out. But now honkies have gone like, Gwyneth Paltrow's got a kid named Apple. Yeah. So we have our own white version of weird. They got like DeQuante or whatever the fuck. And we yeah. got like Lighthouse. I think it's Jason Lee's kid is named Lighthouse. That's insane. Give that a give that a goog there, will you, Nick? Lighthouse? If they did Lighthouse for the Blind, I would love it. <laughs> That's a little long. <laughs> yeah, dude. Also, how risky to put a light. You're leading the blind right next to the fucking water, bro. Yeah, right? So risky. Damn. That was GPS back in the Every day. Every time I see that ad, I'm like, this is insane, <laughs> man. How does this end, you know? I know, right? Blind uh, people. You ever think about, like, that? they just got to deal with that. We had a girl on here, a blind person. What? Yeah. Really? It was one of our, yeah, it was one of our most popular episodes. I mean, just talking about what it was like. She said she can relate sometimes to computers because that's how her brain feels. It's like ooh. the more it goes along certain paths and stuff, yeah. the more it gets used and gets comfortable in that path and like knowing what's going on. Interesting. How key like sound is to them. Um, yeah, of course. And how they can feel how other people are feeling a lot Whoa. of times. Whoa. 
Are we talking about the actor, Jason Lee? I thought so. He's got one named Casper, one they call Birdie. Oh, maybe I had the wrong guy. I'm not seeing a lot. Casper's pretty intent. Somebody's got a wacky name, like Lighthouse or Light Fixture or Light Beer. I can't remember. I might have Lighthouse wrong. It Damn. could be uh, Ferry, maybe. You ever take that ferry over there from New Orleans over to the West Bank? West Bank, yeah, sure. Mardi Gras world. I would go there. Yeah. I used to take that with my dad all the time. I loved that ferry. It was like a buck. Yeah. That was good times. Yeah, that thing was good. Remember it costed a dollar to get into New Orleans from the West Bank. Every day, those my friends would have to pay a buck to get into the city. They got rid of that, but that was weird as a kid. Like, damn. That's yeah. kind of shitty to the wankers. Yeah, it really is kind of. Yeah, you got to pay to get in here. Yeah, and you have to come over there to work, and you also got to pay. Yeah, the causeway was like that coming from Mandeville. It was like you had to pay. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, really? It was a dollar, and then it was a dollar fifty on each side. Damn. Then eventually, it was just three dollars one way. Damn. So the other way, you didn't have to stop. But you had to pay three dollars up top. Longest bridge in America. Yep, I think. And it was the longest bridge in the world. What? For a while, and then Japanese built one longer. I got caught on that bridge, uh, about to get murdered. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, we were stopped on the causeway because I we were getting chased by this guy who was trying to kill us, me and a couple high school friends. Damn, and there was a, an accident on the causeway, so it was gridlocked, oh. so the car had to park. And we we're like, "Fuck!" And he got out, and he was like shaking the car. He was like a big buff guy, and we were like three squirrely Catholic school kids. And he had a knife, and he was like slicing the side of the car up and luckily the cops at the wreck saw it and like tased him and pulled him down and cuffed him oh that's amazing it was wild but i was like go on the causeway he won't follow us because it's too long <laughs> but then there was a fucking wreck <laughs> that causeway man because to oh me that, my God. that was a whole nother world over there where you live i was like i don't know what goes on in covington and, oh, and mandeville yeah. and all that shit that was a i didn't know what that was it got just why it got why, yeah it was just kind of suburban and then it just got a little bit weird the further you got out. Yeah, well, I went to LSU for a while and a, a bunch of guys I lived with were from Mandeville and mm-hmm. these were tough, rambling dudes. Like they could fish and skin a fox and like you know fight and you know smoke and weed with really who were they? Dust. I'm trying to remember any of them. One guy was named Gabe McCormick. One guy was named Jared Smedley. These were like. Like backyard, right. rough and tumble kind of guys, yeah. you know, like Cajuny dudes. Yeah, and I, I was glad I was friends with them because they were like tough dudes. Like, yeah. I saw them fist fight all the time. Oh wow! Yeah, like they would headbutt a dude, and they'd be wearing polo shirts and a oh, woven yeah, belt, yeah. and just knock a guy out at a football game. You're like, and they were like my size. They yeah. weren't big guys or anything. Just brave. They had a little bit of bravery, huh? Yeah, and they would. Have, they had like their own knives. They had knives in their yeah. room and shit. You People know, like to make knives. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Was like prisony. Yeah. You know, they had a weird scar on their head and shit. Good guys. Yeah. Yeah. They knew how to make a boat out of a log and shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. P-Rog. Yeah, that P-Rog, man. Oh, yeah. They could catch a crab with their hand out of the water and like they could pick up a rock and go, all right, the wind's going that way. Like they knew they were almost yeah. had like a little Cherokee in their ass. Yeah. It was interesting. I think a lot of people have a little bit, and they put a little chunk of mud under their tongue, you know, and <laughs> yeah. tell if you're a Pisces or not. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I, I came from the city, so I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, cool, cool guys. LSU, did you enjoy your time over there? What was it like? I did, but I lived in a house with four guys, and we had a hot tub and a beer pong table. So I failed. I failed out of three colleges, Damn. and eventually I got into Southeastern, Dang. and I finished online. Hell yeah, dude! Hammond. So you're a lion. I guess. Line? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, dude, from Hammond. Yeah, it was a good school. Yeah. I liked it. It's a good school, man. It's a nice little place over there. I went over there to a pumpkin uh, 
carving contest one time. Oh, nice. We drove over there. I practiced for months, dude. <laughs> and I got over there and I just got too nervous and I ate shit. Ah. <laughs> I just did Lafayette, and they were like, Theo was just here. It was like the talk of the town. Oh, yeah? I did a- uh, had fun over there. That, uh, what is that, Holiday? No, Doubletree Hotel. Jason Leonard's got this show, and it's killer. It's like 300-plus seats. Wow. Great show. Wow. And they were like, Theo was just here. And I was like, I know Theo. It was fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I get to yeah, tell they people I know you all the time. Uh, people ask about you all the time, man. Come on. They do. They're always like, oh, yeah, you and Mark Norman, are from the same place. Right. You guys, you've probably been one of the most requested people that we've had to have on the podcast. Whoa. Up there for sure. I'll yep. take it. I think people expect me, because I'm from New Orleans, to be like, I come in on a gator, and I got a fucking three-cornered hat on <laughs> yeah, and yeah. shit, you know? But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a city. Yeah. We ate weird food, I guess, and listened to Zydeco. And Mardi Gras had And Mardi Gras. Oh, that was the best. Ah, God, you Would got you two weeks drunk? off of school. What would what you, you do? Kidding? I mean, St. Charles Avenue. Oh, yeah. So Me- much fun. Remember 7th Street? That was yeah. where all the kids hung out. Yeah. We would do drugs and get drunk and make out and finger girls and yeah. eat each other out by the bushes and all that shit. And I remember making out with a girl who had cigarette breath and it was like so hot to me because uh, she was so like adult. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. God, that's fun. And you could drink outside there. I got I got knocked out on St. Charles uh, one time. Dude, I got knocked out on St. Charles by Lee Circle. Oh shit! I got, what, was it a tall blonde hair dude? Like two, like I mean, two hundred thirty pounds. No, no, six two. No, I wish mm. it was like a college guy, just like a fat, doughy, you know, chunky white guy. Oh, you could have beat that guy. Bet. Did well, you try to beat him or not? He snuck me, as oh, we used to say. That's uh, that's one thing I don't like that happens in Louisiana all the yeah, time, bro. Yeah, that's sneak bullshit. That's the kind of shit that I did not like that happened a lot down all there. All the time, yeah. I was. It was a weird story. Me and a couple friends were hanging out, drinking, and these kids, like older kids, a little boy caught a spear, and mm-hmm. the spear was like nice. the big one. That was like a big ticket item. At and a they were park. nice. Yeah, They were nice. And if you caught one of those, like, oh, shit, well done. Yeah. And uh, these older kids were like, give me the fucking spear, kid. And he was like, no, it's mine. Ah. And we're like, hey, leave the kid alone. It's a spear. What are you, crazy? Like, you're 18, yeah. 19, 20. What are you, crazy? And they're like, who the fuck are you? So they start pushing us. Uh-huh. So we start pushing them, and then one of my friends got pushed, and this is like out of a movie. The other guy squatted behind him like oh, an ottoman, yeah. and he fell over. Oh, so they start stomping on my friend's ottoman. face. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So then I got hit, and I go down, and I remember seeing, I'm laying on the sidewalk looking at my friend getting smushed by like a Doc Martin. Yeah. You know, and I was like, this is bad. <laughs> so we lost pretty quick. <laughs> uh, we had the one black friend who was swinging away, but uh, the cops came and broke it up. And we we're like, all right, well, that was crazy. We're all banged up and shit. We're like, ah, what are you going to do? Give me another beer. And then we go walk like a block. And I'm talking to my girlfriend at the time. And she goes, I think I think that's one of those guys. And I was like, huh? And I looked the wrong way. And he was running this way. Running start, hit me. Oh. I went out and pissed myself, oh. which is the most embarrassing thing. I mean, not and only you, getting knocked out, but urinating. And you especially because you've done that so much as a child. I guess. I guess I got a weak dick stop piss stopper or something i got no cork yeah and i went out and i was laying a guy's lawn like drooling and pissing on myself which is pretty embarrassing and i woke up like two minutes later my girlfriend like get out of here like swinging her purse and shit that's the worst i'd rather the guy kill me than have a girlfriend standing there saying get out of here brutal he's my man yeah (laughs) that's the worst oh it was brutal man that's the worst dude because that ruins your mardi gras oh completely and i had a fucking egg wop right here it was rough and yeah that was bad i had to like have lunch with my mom the next day she's like what happened i was like i fell down the stairs you know i got hit by a doorknob <laughs> brutal brutal 
Dude. But it humbles you. Yeah. It definitely makes you think about yeah, like yeah, you get you get knocked around a couple of times, you you get a little bit wiser. Yes. You just stay out of certain situations. Definitely. Don't ask questions, don't run your mouth. You can notice when things are just starting to heat yes. up, you're gone. Yeah, you can feel the spidey sense is tingling and I saw I mean those fucking Baton Rouge guys were dang, they would kick you in the face yeah. uh, like at a bar and shit, like in the parking lot. Got, Dude, the fights out there were wild. It got more risky. Yeah, they had a ton of fights at LSU, man. Oh, yeah. I remember was... being in a parking lot one time, and somebody threw a beer bottle and went right by my head Ooh, and shattered on a wall next damn. to me. Damn. And I was like, some, and it's nobody, I didn't even know anybody. I was like, somebody's, it's crazy. You know, I'm just not, I have aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um Dude, yeah, I remember one time we're walking down the street and this big white dude, I think he was on steroids, bro, and he walked past us and it was me and a couple of my buddies and he goes, uh, oh, he turns around and he's like, one of y'all called me the N-word? And we're like, mm. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm not blind. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> what, are you crazy? Yeah, bro, tighten up, man. Yeah. Dude, before we could say anything, bro, he fucking decks one of my buddies, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, they had like a piece of, uh, just a piece of like, uh, it was like a... Not a two by four, but like a, maybe a one by two or something. Ooh, like a really thick dowel rod yeah. right there, just leaning on this fence. It was Mardi Gras. Somebody made a sign and left it there. Oh. So I just picked it up and just snapped this guy with it. Really? Yep. He hit me. He hit my buddy. That he, didn't knock him down. Dude, here was a crazy. Jeez, part. who is this N word? <laughs> this white N word is a beast, <laughs> bro. It did not know this guy was huge, man. Wow. He was on something. Like he was just unbeatable, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like the coke. first time you get to like the super, like the like the the, the boss. Bowser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I, I don't know where he jumps, right. so I'm fucked, yeah. <laughs> I got to play it a few times to get his rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this guy was, and some girls pull up, the only girls we even knew that we had any chance with their Mardi Gras pull up, and they're like, and for some reason, I kind of like fall off to the side of the fight, and they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we're like... I'm like, oh, this guy's beating the shit out of us. <laughs> what does it look like we're doing? And no joke. The girl goes, okay, well, we're just going to find a place to park. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's They exciting. were just looking for parking. I like that gal. She's not phased by shit. So, She's man, this hit. guy cracked me right in the middle of the head, and it was oh. this horrible big red welt. Yeah, yeah. And I got some ash out of a uh, thing and tried to fake that ash Wednesday Oh, thing. smart. Smart move. You should have gone full Muslim. Just put that dot down there. (laughs) Wow. He got you right here. Oh, man. He got me right there, man. And yeah, it definitely kind of woke me up. Like it shook my head a little. Sure. It almost made me feel pretty cool. Yeah, you get a rush and you feel alive a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, right on, man. I can get knocked out. Yeah, it's very primal, you know? Like we grew up, not grew up, but we evolved fighting. Yeah. And so it's something in you. I mean, you picked that stick up pretty quick. Yeah. You weren't like, should I pick up the stick? You just went for it. Yeah, it was fun hitting him, too, right in the neck. I bet. <laughs> I can't believe that didn't knock him out. Oh, or knock no. him down, at least. No, not this guy. Damn. I would have had to hit him, I bet, 40 times for him to go down. Wow. It, it was right. Here was the worst part. Right when I picked it up, I realized it wasn't that strong. It was like, I wished it, it was, was like. flimsy? Yeah, yeah it, was kind of, it wasn't that sturdy. Yeah, that sucks. It was almost like slapping somebody with a piece of wood. Ah, it was bad. Bro. You hit a guy with like a paint stirrer or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> he just made him mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all it did was make him mad. Right, right. It's like he a, started blinking like on the screen. You're like, <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. This isn't good. <laughs> right, right. You needed a flower to fireball him. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, what else? Did we cover everything? Nick, you got anything? Any more uh, questions? Uh, all the good ones. You, the other ones you kind of 
answered in, within conversation. Oh, all right, all right. I hope we weren't too serious. I hope there was some some yucks in there. Oh, I was yucking it up. All right, all right. Yeah, I thought it was fun, man. It's just also just nice to get to chat. We never really got to sit down and chat that much. That's the beauty of pods, man. It brings people together. Like I, I have friends who I don't see unless we podcast. Yeah, which is kind of sad, but we're working. We're always busy. Yeah. What's it like at the cellar these days over there? It's different. It's definitely more, uh, you know, diverse and like spread out. And no one calls anybody on shit, which I think, like, I'm all for diversity and I'm all for new people and hanging out and different voices. But it was a it was a better place when you were more honest. Now it's like, well, this is a gay trans or whatever, so I'm not gonna push it, right? You know. But he might have a hacky joke that I heard before, but I'm like, I don't want to just ruffle any feathers because. I don't want to seem like I'm this guy, right. which I think is worse. That's not progress. Right. I thought it was about treating everybody equally, but we're so nervous about stepping on toes and being called phobic or this and that. So like that part's weird. Man, yeah, that seems like a really tough environment. Yeah, like back in the day, Patrice would go, what the fuck is that hat? You yeah. know, and you can't do that now. You're like, I don't know if that hat's a fucking garb or uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's like a service hat. Right, right, right. And now I'm classist or some shit, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different. You got to watch your P's and Q's. Where before it was like you just kind of shot from the hip, which I think there's some goodness to that. You know, you, yeah. don't, you don't want a football coach who's going, "Hey, everything was great." No, you got a guy going, "Hey, you, you fucked that up. Do that again. Get down on four knees and this and that. And take a knee, whatever." But yeah, so we're missing that part. But it's still a great club. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That place is legendary. Oh, uh, have you worked there ever? Yeah, I got oh. uh, Schumer and Neil Brennan helped me get past there. Nice. All right. It's. I mean, it's a tight comedy box. Yeah. It's a laugh. I was box. so nervous. Even when I went back there last time, like, like maybe four months ago, I passed through town. I didn't even go perform. I just went by to say, hey, and I was just like so nervous, just even yeah. being in there. It's weird. I mean, the store used to be like that, but the store has kind of gotten more welcoming. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, well, there's so many comics there. There's so many people there usually at night. Yeah. And you know a lot more people now, too. Right, right, that helps. Yeah, I mean, you definitely people, you know, you say Mark Norman, people are like, oh, yeah. Right, I'm I not going to lie to you. Like, a couple of years ago, I'd see you and just be like, ugh, I don't know anybody. It was like high school at the cafeteria. Like, we have some connection. I need you. Yeah. But you were doing shit. You were busy. And I was like, all right, all right, I got I to gotta learn to just sit here alone. Damn. But, you know, you know how it is when you're you're different you want to fucking cling to some guy oh yeah totally yeah it's funny it's like the things that we it's like so easily like if you know like say like a missile hit it would be interesting to see how quick people got into like what what would make attract people to different people and get into certain groups and clicks you know for sure for sure i always say like remember world war three was about to happen you know but trump everything with iran yeah yeah and everybody's like, this is awful, and you know, everybody's got jokes about it. I'm like, it's not that bad if you're checking your retweets. Right. You know, if, if you're checking your retweets, it's not really an emergency. We right. all pretend like we're living in this crisis time and everything's going <laughs> on fire around us, you know, but if you're going, here's my Trump joke, how's that doing? <laughs> yeah. Things aren't that bad. If your house is on fire, you're not tweeting shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's how you kind of know if things are really bad. And then, of course, it turned into nothing, and nobody cared 10 minutes later. But, yeah, I feel like uh, that's a good point, because people are going to... My dad used to always say, we need a war. We need a war. People are black versus white, rich versus poor, men versus women. We need a war to bring us all together, which is not yeah. a great mentality. But I've thought about saying. that before. Yeah, like you need some kind of common enemy. Like, we used to hate the Nazis, and we hated the Russians, and, you know, you got to have some kind of 
bonding factor, which we don't really have anymore. Everybody's doing their own shit. You got a pod. He's got a web series. She's uh, a diorama. Yeah, yeah. He's got an easel. He's like got, got a compass. <laughs> yeah. That's a Dimitri Martin reference yeah. too, guys. Just so you know what's going on here. Somebody, dude, we should do a show down in New Orleans together. That'd be, that'd be oh, pretty cool, huh? Dude, I would love that. That'd be great. We could sell out the Mahalia or uh, oh, that's pretty big. That Sanger might be cool. Ooh, me, you, Patton. That could be, be fun. So fun. That could be fun. My uh, my dad's kid from his first marriage bought that place. What? He Wait, got, your dad. He owned kid. that. He used to own that bar right there on your shirt. Tipitinas. My dad's son from his first marriage. Yeah. Oh, so so half brother. Yeah, half brother. Okay. He's like he died. He accidentally died in the woods. He accidentally got shot, but. He was like 68 or 70, I think yeah, he died wow. a couple of months ago. He must have been a big hitter. I mean, he did. Yeah, that. they did well. It was crazy because we didn't have anything. And yeah. We had this old dad and he had this other family from, you know, 30 years earlier. That's wild. And they owned Tipitinas and they owned like all this nice stuff. You so know? could you come into town and get kind of wined and dined? No. Ah, that's Yeah, sucks. we just didn't have that. Damn. But I had like an, a common enemy though. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck them. There you go. You know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were uh, my half bro. Yeah, You're not gonna hook me up with some tickets. Yeah, get me in there, dude. I want to see uh, uh, disco biscuits tonight. You know? <laughs> I want to see bag of donuts. Yeah, remember them? Oh, dude, remember them? They played nine of my proms. <laughs> They're the only band. Them yeah. and Cowboy Mouth. Yes, bro. and we had better than Ezra. I think better than Ezra. I really liked it. I did too. I yeah. remember running through the wet Red grass, falling a step behind. behind. <laughs> That's all I knew. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dude, bag of, dude, first of all, Cowboy Mouth, they can't play everything, dude. No. They would be at nine things. They'd be yeah. at a funeral. Right. They'd be at a, um ICU opening. Yeah. They would be- <laughs> Christening. Like, yeah, everything. Bar mitzvah, What's yeah. What's going on? Then they had the Radiators was a big yeah, one. Yeah, Radiators. They opened up a restaurant on the North Shore in Mandeville called what? Mandy's Restaurant. Oh, shit. I didn't Home know that. Grilled Biscuits, bro. So good. All yeah. right. Frank good for from them. the Radiators owns it. And then they had, uh the what was the, uh, oh, the Brass Band? Uh, Rebirth. Rebirth, yeah. Rebirth was big. Rebirth, yeah. About 10 years ago or 12 years ago, they really like got on a national level. Yeah, that's right. They played on all the football games and stuff. Wow, good for them. I used them in my first special. I played Rebirth to open it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I played Ricky B. In oh, my, shit. Remember Shake It For Your Hood? Yeah, of course. I, I grew up on that song. Yeah, dude. Bounce Rap. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Partners in Crime. PNC. Oh, yeah. That was that big. new Mr. Mina with the fucking goat. Yes, yeah, holy shit. This is my whole uh, sock hop life. I don't life. love them hoes. I don't love them hoes. And they all had dance, certain dance moves oh, with yeah. it and shit. I knew all that stuff. Dude, they played I don't love them hoes, bro. No joke at my uncle's funeral, dude. How crazy is that? <laughs> like, that's Louisiana, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah bro. <laughs> Look, bro. Oh, we used to go to a fucking, uh, what was that? Uh, Miso Horny. What was that band? Two Live Crew. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah. One of them was on um, uh, t- uh, Tom Segura's podcast. Podcast recently. Oh shit! Your mom's house live. I think Lonnie live or whatever that man's name was. Oh wow! Or it might have been Crew. I don't know who it was. One of them, dude. Yeah. Um. Good times. I mean, what bag of donuts? They were pretty good. I wonder if they like moved on and did. They shit. were good, but they ended up. They were always shooting toilet paper at the end. Right. You know? They had that right. toilet paper gun. And yeah. I think that's a, that's a point where people didn't take them as serious. Right. Maybe. They became like hype men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were a great. Like I remember, they'd come over to the North Shore and play, and people would go nuts. Go dude. nuts. Like, bag of donuts is coming. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I saw you know him at saying? frat party, and I was like, "How'd you get them? Holy yeah. shit, you guys have some money!" Yeah, or who's that guy? I don't want to book to work, and then oh, I got high. Afro man, Afro he was man. big. I don't think he was from there, but he blew up there. Wanna be my yazaboo? 
Goes like, got bro, I saw him one time. Be, he was so drunk on a stage, he vomited in his hat and just threw it off the back of the stage and just kept singing. Damn. At Ole Miss University. Wow. There. I saw him live once, and he had all these other songs, and everybody's kind of like, all right. Then he played I Got High, and everybody's like, yeah! <laughs> and then he went back to the other one, and we're like, all right, let's uh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for him. That's all they wanted to hear. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. And one thing I loved about being around uh, Louisiana, especially New Orleans, was just going to get oysters. That was something that was mm. nice all the time. Love a, love an oyster on the half shell. A lot yeah. of people don't like it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I get it. It is a gooey, snotty thing out of a shell. It's got a weird consistency. It's like a loogie. But it's I love risque. It. But a girl will give a blowjob. He ain't going to have an oyster, dude. I'm out of here, Good bro. point. Good <laughs> point. Yeah. Sometimes I'll break an oyster out of the fridge just to see what her vibe is. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love them, but uh, you got—I think you got to grow up with them. Yeah. Same with Crawford. People are like, why do you waste time? It's so. And I'm like, it's about to hang. We're at a yeah. table. We got a keg of beer. We're throwing shells in the hole in the table. It's great. Yeah. Everybody's sinus. Everybody's got sinuses. Yeah. Somebody's fat uncle came over and he's in a boot. Right. Right. <laughs> That's the craziest. That's true. Some slow walking. Right. Fucking Buzz Aldrin ass dude <laughs> shows up, bro. Yeah. Your nana's there. You got to peel him for her. Yeah. She was. She's friends with Rosa Parks. You know. <laughs> you can't shit. even see. Yeah. yeah. Or throws a Parks, which is my nickname for. Cam Newton. Ooh, I like it. They're pretty good. That's pretty good. With the headdress, it's okay. He's hot. He's a hot, hot uh, black man. What do you think happens to Drew Brees, man? Do you have any insight? <laughs> I think he had a good run. I think his hair is going, and I think uh, he's a, he's a cool dude, and he's great for the city. But I mean, I think time has come. Yeah. Uh, what do you a think? A lot of people think it, man. I mean, he's th- he completed seventy three percent of his passes last year. That's the crazy part. That's great, right? Yeah, that's, that's, great. C. Oh, that's great. That's a C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a C. Yeah, that's an A plus. That's uh, an a plus. No, I like Drew. I, I'm a big guy. He's like the mayor. You know, if he came down to New Orleans oh, in, a, yeah. in a convertible and just waved, I mean, the fucking shut buildings would shut down and people would jump out of windows. I mean, he's the guy. Yeah, he's fun to watch on Instagram. He has his kids and stuff. Oh, I gotta, I gotta follow. He's got him. three or four kids on there. Uh, or he's got three little boys and a little girl. Does he? Um, does he know you? I'll tell you this: the only time I ever met him was at Lucy's. Huh. Scott Fujita, who was a football player for the Saints, brought him out to the comedy show one night at Lucy's. Wow. He might have been on stage too, and then Scott afterwards, he stayed for the whole show, three, like Whoa. one of the worst long, 22 comedians Ugh. in the lineup. Ugh. A guy named Cornbread. Yeah, Red named, Bean. Yeah, Red Bean, Dust Muppet. Rude Boy. Yeah, uh, Arteriosclerosis, dude, <laughs> this black set of twins. Um, <laughs> Cheat Oh, no, actually, he was Greek, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, Arterio that sounds was right. Greek. That sounds more Greek. Um, yeah, that was a shit show. I mean, and they brought, and then afterwards, Scott said, "Oh, hey, this is our, this is the new quarterback. This is Drew. This is Drew." Wow! So you saw a young Drew, and he was nice. Yeah, he just shook hands. He had on a hat, and nobody knew who. He, nobody was. Wow. I mean, people knew, but nobody like knew, 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 knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though, by the way, it's got to suck to be Scott Fajita because everybody's going Fajita, not nah, Fajita. Yeah, Fajita, Fajita. That's Unless he name. opened up a restaurant after. Nah, you're sizzling fajitas. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Come get these fajitas in your mouth. Uh. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything better than a fajita plate? That sizzle oh, coming at you? Out, the, yeah. The piping hot. It's it's bubbling and crackling and it's got the smoke. Everybody I, at the table's jealous. Like, damn yeah, it. I got a fucking. Got that. Yeah, I got, I got the I, wonton. Yeah, I got enchiladas here. You're, you're yeah. sizzling. Yeah, I used to think it was a Mexican birthday cake when they brought it out. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. Right. You know? It shows up and you blow on it. Yeah. <laughs> you make a wish. Yeah. Uh, Mark Norman, thanks for coming in, man. Where yeah. are, you, are you coming up? Where are you going to be? Are you coming up in some cool When's spots? When's this come out? 
Uh, tomorrow. Yep. Oh, great. I'm, I'm at the La Jolla Comedy Store tonight. Okay, great. And all weekend, and I'm, I'm doing the, the road, and I'm finally selling tickets for the love of Allah. Jesus. But I'm, I'm all my dates are on marknormancomedy.com. Are they? And uh, I'm, uh, I got my own podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. See me in New York. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, queef, anal, semen. Go nuts. We'd love to have you. I'm all over the road this year, so check that well, website. Do. So, yeah, so just don't drive behind him is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been drinking, yeah. so uh, be careful out there. But I'm on a moped, so you'll probably kill me before I kill you. You name it. I'm coming. Chicago, uh, Utah, Royal Oak, all the good ones. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for being here, man. Thanks, thank Mark. You. Yeah, it was fun, man. Praise Allah. Yeah. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my story. Shine on me, and I will find a song. I will sing it just for Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.